Five of the Reptile Gumbo podcast. Five more. I haven't even looked at a, a calendar to see where that actually falls. I was just about to say, what are you going to do when you hit 100, man? What? I have no idea. January 18th. So That's if, are we doing one next week? I thought so. I think I've got somebody lined up. I got a I'll probably go to town. What? Yeah, it's hunting season. Oh, and it's Christmas break. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we won't do one. Yeah, maybe I, probably, we'll take, I probably won't be here. Maybe we'll take a week off. We made so it that'll be January. Ooh. It'll be my birthday weekend? No, it'll be January 25th, and I don't know what day that week I'll be in Louisiana. That's the uh, the weekend before Conroe, or the week before Conroe. That is the week before Conroe. I'm praying that I'm back in time. <coughs> okay. Well, we will, <laughs> I don't, I don't, we will cross yeah. that bridge when we get there. Lord. So we may or may not have a show. We'll probably not have a show next I'm week. Like so we'll probably glowing take, over here. You're glow- that is a very bright shirt. It's my Grinch Squad shirt. It was Grinch Day at school today. Yeah, anybody, anybody watching the video that you might be blinded. <laughs> Thanks, Victor. But uh, so yeah, it's I'm I'm just excited because I'm a few days away from my two week break. Two and a half to be exact. A two and a half week? It's not two and a half week. No, break. it's two and a half days till our break. Oh, two and a half days until the break. Yes, yeah. and then we get two weeks off. Yes. Yeah. There, and we're not traveling for the first time. Ever. One of the small perks to be a teacher. Ever. I don't think we have not traveled since we've had our child. I'm pumped. About going nowhere? Yes. I'm just pumped about sleeping in. Because every previous time, every weekend we've had lately where it was like, we're going to sleep in. I haven't got to sleep in. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I spent seven hours at the Galleria Mall in Houston. On purpose? It started out as on purpose. It didn't start out as a seven-hour trip. <laughs> it did it's not. Kind of, it was kind of like uh, Gilligan's went to Island. The at Christmas. It actually so it was proof that uh, malls are dying. It oh, yeah. really was. It was not miserable. I mean, there was a crowd, but not what you would expect in a weekend <clears throat> in December. Our daughter's percussion group performed uh, in front of the Christmas tree yeah. on the ice skating rink, and then, and then to they got skate. to ice skate. That's cool for a discounted cost, which was great. I Rachel mean. and I went um, Christmas shopping yesterday because I took the day off because we didn't get home from Slidell till like 2 a.m. And uh, yeah, two stores was my limit. Rachel went in the rest of them and I sat in the truck and took a nap. Yeah, there you go. Um, I now know what my limit is. That As I get older, it used to be three stores. <laughs> now it's two. His dad went into the mall to buy me a piece of Fiesta wear that I wanted for my collection one year. Wow. And before I opened it, he goes, I need you to understand just how much I love yeah. you. I can't think of the last time I went to a mall besides <laughs> our open air, you know, the, yeah. the the beautiful open air mall where it's 100 fucking degrees all year. Oh you know? But there's a Lego the store. Yeah. Like, well, it's not Lego. It's a, it's a. They sell Lego. They sell Lego. We had a good time. We had fun. At, we had We had a good time this weekend, though. Good. Oh, I went to a, this was a toy store at the mall. This isn't reptile related at all, but I'm just going to talk about it. Uh, you know, it's one of those toy stores in a mall where it's not a uh, it's not a real toy store. Like they're not toys that you've seen commercials for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a robot figurine for sale called. Uh, oh, hold on, the Tyrant Wasp. The tyrant Wasp. It looked like Bumblebee. It looked from just like Bumblebee, but they couldn't call it Bumblebee, so it was called Tyrant Wasp. Yeah. Interesting. For whatever reason, that was hilarious for him and Joe. It is still hilarious. Joe was still laughing about it earlier today. 
I thought you guys had a good weekend because mine was fucking terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. I literally had the worst show I had all year this weekend. Well, that sucks. Uh, That's weird for Slidell. Very, very, very strange for Slidell. That's usually a huge. Well, it started off. We got to the hotel Friday. Oh yeah, we stayed at three times before. Mm -hmm. Everyone stays at. Everyone stays at. And uh, we walk in, and we have Otis and that lady who's always usually so nice. Yeah, she's like, "We are no longer pet friendly." Oh shit! And I'm like, "She's uh, usually amazing." Okay. And I was like, when did that change? I don't remember. Dang it. And I'm like, look, I just want to know if it changed since I booked this room at the beginning of September. Could have been a week ago. Could have been a year ago. And I'm like, that's the story you're going to go with? You're just going to stand here and fucking lie to me? That's so weird because she used to be so awesome. Nice. Oh, sad. So what was a shame is is, is that uh, Lori and Sean didn't know either. Right. Because I messaged Sean like, hey, did you, Lori, hey, did you know? Lori's like, I had no idea. Lori came down and tried to talk to him. Sean talked to him. The owner of the new, apparently got a new owner. Yeah. He came up there and was just a complete dick. Oh. So the cheapest that-, that now that hotel was supposed to be sixty bucks a night, right? Yeah. Yeah. The cheapest hotel I found was two hundred and ten dollars a night and it was in Pearl River. Oh damn. So it was twenty minutes away. And uh it was a micro hotel, which come to find out are pretty pretty decent hotels. They are. Um it's a Wyndham property. I didn't realize that. So I just micro hotel doesn't sound it does sound know. like it's cheap. Yeah. It wasn't two hundred fucking dollars a night, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that was um, the joys of traveling with animals. Yes. After it took nine hours to get to Slide L, I got to take a wonderful tour traffic. of the of the super nice uh, East Baton Rouge Parish back roads. Oh, so you didn't even hit traffic at, like Orange, Texas, where there's normally no, no. It was in Baton Rouge at the bridge, Damn. Uh, Tiger Stadium. That's or whatever they call it, Death yeah, Valley. Death Valley. Why? Um, so was there like construction or something? Or? I never made it that far. I, it had me exit and go. You know, how you can go on the north side of yeah, yeah, of uh, Baton Rouge. Oh, you exited before the bridge yes. went left oh, and around. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. wow. And you come up we got around there. There was a wreck. Did it bring all the way to Denham Springs? Oh uh, yes, eventually. But yeah. then it took me through all these neighborhoods. Uh huh. Oh, and that and you're in the U-Haul. That is not uh. a nice area. Oh yeah. At all. Yeah. And it was school zone there. time, and there's like a school in every fucking corner there. Yep. And I'm yeah. like, I just want to drive through here fast. Oh, um, God. So, yeah, nine hours to go. What should have been five. You know who did have a great weekend? Was our buddy April. April had a good weekend. She vended the show, and she had a yeah, great weekend. She was right next to us. She made room for more snakes. Uh, April is the only reason I made any money this weekend, so thank <laughs> you, April. Oh, yay, April. <laughs> Thanks, April. That makes Robert feel a little better. He's easier yay. to deal with. <coughs> but... So yeah, the that herb that's weird because that's usually a big one. But uh, speaking of herb shows, the next one is until January fifteenth or sixteenth in Oklahoma City. Robert won't be at that one. I won't be at that one. Uh, that is on the other side of the world, basically from here. Uh, but then Longview, Texas, January twenty second, twenty third. Go to that show if you want grilled cheese. I know it sounds like not a big deal, but there's a grilled cheese food truck that does that show. That is the bomb. Oh God, that's amazing grilled cheese. Cause that's not just grilled cheese. Like there's a there's a barbecue macaroni and cheese grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, that shit is oh, awesome. So I ordered. I haven't even mentioned the couple people that were there knew about it. Uh, Chris uh, Tracy's husband yeah. was out front smoking, so he saw it go down. What? Happened? I ordered two pizzas from that. Remember last time I oh, ordered that place those pizzas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they, they were you so good. You loved that pizza. Place. Yes. Um, 
So I ordered two pizzas through DoorDash with all the fees and shit. It was like 53 bucks. But they're giant pizzas. And, and like brick oven. When you say good. giant pizza, we're talking like, like huge. fit on the top of your yeah. car giant, so not in the backseat of your I truck. I wait. It takes an hour to get there. The dude gets out and walks up and he's got a box this big and he hands it to me. <laughs> and I'm like, where's the fucking rest of it at, dude? And he's like, this says Robert. And I'm like, I open it up and it's two slices of pepperoni pizza. I'm Not like fifty three dollars. It ain't. I'm like, God damn, that's some, better be some good fucking. Pizza. <laughs> that's good pizza. It ain't. It ain't that good. So he's like, uh, I'll go back over there. He's like, but can you call the restaurant? I said sure. He's like, there were a bunch of fourteen year olds working in there. I don't think they know what the fuck they were doing. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I call and she's like, oh, well, there's another box, two boxes here that say Robert too. He must have just grabbed the wrong one. So I call him and he's like, they handed them to me, man. <laughs> and. uh well, so I do the whole thing with DoorDash, you know, about, hey, send me a new pizza. So they send another dude over there. Well, my guy gets there first and takes the pizzas. And then that guy calls me. Hey, uh, they said he already took two pizzas and they don't want to make you two more. I'm like, fuck, tell them to make me two more for the inconvenience. They wouldn't do it. <laughs> so then I'm like telling Sanjay or whatever his name was at DoorDash, uh, you need to give me some money back for the inconvenience because it took an extra hour. So they gave me eight bucks credit. DoorDash credit. Oh my lord! But got the pizzas and they were still warm. That's good. Surprise! Those they pizzas are good. Those we have good. a whole entire one in our fridge at home because oh, we're shit. At home. There you go. It's probably what I'm gonna eat when I get home because my beautiful wife got home and she's like, oh, I forgot to put anything on for dinner or take anything out. <laughs> well, James doesn't eat what I cooked for dinner. So. I'm having pizza rolls, but I'm excited. I like pizza rolls. <laughs> Apparently, I ruined the plans after school. After school, we were they were going to go to the store and then the grocery store and get food and then come home. But we went to the store, and then it was right next to PetSmart, and so I bought some more fish. And because I bought fish, we had to come right home. So. And tell Chris to shut up. <laughs> I can already see you typing and smiling. <laughs> Chris Eaton can suck a nut. Uh, how'd you know what we were talking about? Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. Uh, but anyways, Herp Show, the big one, Conroe, is January 29th. We're talking about January 29th and 30th. So if you're going to make it to a show. Come out That's to right. the Conroe show. And if you want to get your pre-order in now for Conroe, it would probably be for the best. You can reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks. If you are looking for a high quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit LSReptileRacks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. But not Oklahoma City because I won't be there. Won't yeah. be there. But Conroe is an easy one because that's right. That's an hour away from the house. So, mm-hmm. uh, Yep. And right now, because I didn't sell shit this weekend, yeah, I shit. have a bunch of racks that don't. I'm using some of them to fill some orders. Yeah. But I have some that aren't things that people ordered. So if you need a hatchling rack or an adult rack, six tub. 70 the or three tub 70 series or a 16 quart gecko rack uh and the great thing is uh right now he's got pvc so fucking rat racks i still have like nine of those rat racks yeah someone buy those rat racks yeah i have like nine rat racks if people need some nat rat rat Ugh. rat racks i almost said some nut sucking because <laughs> of fucking chris <laughs> on there fuck you chris <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah i don't know who it is someone asked if i still eat pizza rolls every day at lunch uh yeah oh well Oh I don't know. You found a couple things at HEB that you've been swapping it up for. Yeah, but I'll eat pizza rolls all day, every day. <laughs> Excuse me. Look, I made ham and macaroni and cheese and green beans, and he chose to not eat ham. Yeah, I'm going to eat pizza rolls. It's going to be great. All right. Uh, I'll, oh, I'll and- eat here before I leave. <laughs> <laughs> Did Rachel call you? No. Oh, okay. Okay. About tomorrow night. 
since yeah. we're all going to be over here, we thought about maybe just bringing something over. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Tomorrow night. I speaking, didn't know people were going to be here tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, speaking of Chris Eaton, uh, I got to record tomorrow night because Chris Eaton. Rachel is going to be recording it like oh. before us, and then we're recording yeah. after the three of us. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. That you're... I found that out today. Thanks, Chris. I found it out right now. Hey, Katie. <laughs> uh, so tomorrow. <laughs> so I have Chris Eaton to thank for this. Yeah, yeah it's his fault. Right. Blame him. You need to bring your in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to say uh, Wiregrass Exotics. sitting there going like this. <laughs> uh, Wiregrass Exotics over in Ozark, Alabama. Give them a visit. Go check them out. Great store. Great feeder programs. If you need anything, if you're in that area of Southeast Alabama, Georgia, Florida, that whole area, go visit Wiregrass Exotics. And tonight, for all of you out there wondering, we're really going to get to the bottom of who is better. What? James. It's not a matter of being better. Or Antoine. It's not a matter of being better. Hey, bring him Ant- in so he can defend himself when he <laughs> says something stupid. All right. <laughs> All right. Welcome, Antoine Hood of High Desert Pythons. I love this giving him like, shit. I love it. Is this like, this going to be like one of those like gotcha ambush journalism no. things? No. That's my plan. We're going to ambush James and it's going to be great. Oh, I'm, okay. So let me give a background for everybody. <laughs> Chris Eaton at Snakes and the Fat Man. Did a contest for everyone that was on 15 Minutes of Lame in 2021. The winner who got the most votes would get a chance to have their own episode in 2022. And it's so cute that you thought you'd win. No, I still could have won. <laughs> the problem was some people spoiled it by cheating. And uh, because it happened so much, because we can't have nice things, uh, Chris, unfortunately, had to call the... Uh, well. What? This is the second year of this, con- this contest. Cheated. And every fucking time, people have cheated. Fucking people are Saturday. horrible. Like, you know, you, you, I didn't like even Chris know about said, that last year. Chris was like, you get to come on a dick and fart joke <laughs> podcast. Why are you fucking cheating? Oh, and it's not even like a cash prize. Right. But, uh... <laughs> so, so Chris called it, and the person that had the most votes at the time, because I, I was going to have a big finish. <laughs> yeah. <I, I, laughs> At really? the time, really. At the time, it was Antoine. I'm just saying there there could have been a chance, and I think that there was I bet no if we chance. We go search James's browser history. It's like how to have bots vote for you, but have different <laughs> IP addresses. No, he can't even make a a, a store oh, for people God. to buy shirts. He's not that in. Involved. I can. I can. It actually messed up. I tried to do it the other day, and it messed up. I gotta fix no. it. No. But anyways, hashtag not my winner. You're such a mess. <laughs> but. Uh, I also realized today, the great thing is, I ended up having Antoine on before Chris has him on, so I have my Antoine episode before Chris gets to have his. Uh, so fuck you, Chris! <laughs> I think Chris's words to me were, that's kind of a hoe thing to do. Oh, God. <laughs> I, did, I, didn't even think, I didn't even think about it until today, and I was like, oh shit, I'm having him on, and he's going to be on the first episode. <laughs> yeah. That you hear that, Chris? Yeah. He's, that's his I, fucking, that's his, that's his story. That's that my he, story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. So, uh... But it's I got enough shit. I got enough shit to yap about for ten podcasts. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah, y'all can talk about right. ball, ball pythons on his episode. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited like, that yeah. you're on though. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Chris. No one, no one can see the chat. It's good. Anyways, so uh, so Antoine, for those people that keep uh, you know like real reptiles and not ball pythons, introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah. <I'm- laughs> I'm one of those uh, ball python assholes, uh, Antoine Hood, uh, owner of High Desert Pythons. Been uh, breeding and selling professionally since 2012 and been keeping since 05. So that's awesome. That's pretty much, pretty much me in a nutshell. And then, um, you know, the past year and a half, I decided to finally, like, put my face out there because uh, 
I was at the point where I wanted to make like a real business out of it and actually start selling some high end stuff. And I was like, well, when I buy stuff from people, I want to be comfortable with who I'm buying from and know them. So I figured I should put myself out there the same way. So um, I started like YouTube about a year and a half ago, um, boosting my Instagram stuff and just kind of showing up. And the first thing people said was, man, you black? I was like, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, my God. You do kind of stick funny. out at shows, I'm sure. It's funny because you know, I've been hanging around like the, the Bush Lee forums and like the King Snake pages and Foreign Classifieds for so long and everything. And now those people I've known for like almost a decade and a half, they're like, bro, I didn't know you were fucking black. I'm like, that a problem? They're like, no, it just kind of threw me on guard. I'm just like, oh, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you know. It is, it is kind of like a unicorn so. in the reptile hobby. Not really. No, yeah, not, it's, not it, lately. It, it used There's, to be. It used to be. It, it used, used to be for sure. Be, yeah. It used to be a bunch of white dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, sketchy looking white like, dudes. You know, well, there was a time where almost every reptile guy looked like either Brian Barchek or uh, Kevin McCurley. Yes. It yes. was like the, that range right there. You know? You're right. Or there, was, or there was like, and then there was the regular reptile guys, and then there were like the biker meth dealers and shit who just happened to launder money by selling animals and stuff too. <laughs> and, and then, you know, over the years it changed, you know, you know, especially with education and, you know, people with more YouTube channels getting things out there and people like understanding, especially snakes, you know, they've they've been getting a bad rap since the beginning of time pretty much. So I think uh just with the um the press and on social media and YouTube, it helped out a lot. So now there's a, a lot more people, uh a lot more not white people in the reptiles. <laughs> and I don't think it's, it's not even, it. so it's not even like a white black yeah. thing though. There's a lot more uh, women also in the hobby that sure. were not in the hobby yeah. 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there were, don't get me wrong. There were definitely women and there were some big names in the hobby 20 years ago. But like, it I was talked about very this, few and far between. Well, I recorded uh, the first two episodes of Pint Size Reptiles with Jason and Travis the other day. And we talked about the fact that you're seeing families now at reptile shows, which yeah. when, we, when we went to Daytona in 2005, it definitely wasn't the same crowd that it is now at a show. Now you're seeing moms going in and like buying stuff with their kids and families getting excited about buying the first corn snake or bearded dragon. And uh, it's because we all know moms have the final say. Well, and, and like if I, I see, I do see way more black people. There's way more black people at, at reptile shows now too. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is. And then you have my dad who will walk through and go with us and be like, this is some weird shit, but I'm happy for you. That's. Which is funny. That's because he's he's an old black man from New York. It's all weird for him. It's funny. <laughs> but he does. He'll come walk around the shows with me and he's like, I'm glad that your people love you here. And like, that's all he's got. God love him. Yeah, when it's time to go, he's ready to go. But so why, what was, why did you get into this? What was your life before this? Because you, you've had an interesting life prior to just reptiles. Yeah, so um, it's funny because I didn't even know ball pythons existed until 05. Uh, one of I was uh, active duty in the military. One of my Marines called me and was like, hey, Sergeant, uh, I'm getting a room inspection, but I got a snake in my room. I'm like, like a huge boy? He's like, no, I got a ball python. I was like, what the hell is a ball python? Like, I knew about colubrids and I had I used to breed like Mexican black kings and have boas and stuff like that too. I've been a reptile guy my whole life. But I was like, what the fuck is a ball python? And then he showed me this thing crawled up near a rock. And I was like, which one's the rock and which one's the snake? <laughs> you know? So I went in on it too. And then he was like, you know, just can you watch it for me? So I took it to the house and um, he never asked if he never asked for it again. So like, I never heard from the guy. I got the military. I had the snake for a few more years. And then um, 
you know, I just started looking online and then seeing that people were making big business with these things that I had like zero interest in, you know? So, um, but I really didn't want to push until um, maybe 09, I saw a pinstripe pie online that uh, Brian was selling. So I called the number and he was like, yeah, you can have it for uh, 12500 And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> you can have it for 12500 I, like, I was like, so then I was like, hey, man, there's like money in these things? He was like, yeah, you know, there's so many different color cops. I was like, there are? So then I did. So at that point, you know, I didn't know about morphs and catamutations and things like that. And then I just started doing some more research into them. And then, you know, that's when the albinos came out and the pies and spiders and pastels. And then, um. I was like, well, before I start really doing this like serious, I decided to you know invest a little bit of money in it, uh, figure out this whole rack system thing, and kind of see if I can keep a bunch of them alive for a couple of years. Because I've had some sketchy moments with some reptiles that didn't make it, you know. <laughs> so, like, yes. I've had like I've had alligator snapper turtles that should live two hundred years and they only live like eight months. So <laughs> I was like, let's fuck it. <laughs> I was like, you know, let's let's, let's figure this thing out. Yeah, I don't need a twelve thousand so, five hundred dollar um, dead snake. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, um, so eventually I would get the ingredients to make my own because I really like how that snake looked. And um, to this day, I never made a pinstripe pie. <laughs> so, <laughs> by the time, by the time I came close, I think two years ago, I made an inchy pinstripe pie, and that thing was not going for twelve thousand five hundred. <laughs> it was going for like four hundred dollars. So, <laughs> oh. um, yeah, and it kind of and it just grew from there, man. And then, um, and then this over like that decade or some change uh, up until this point. I really didn't, honestly, the reason why I didn't kind of put my face out there and kind of get on social media and have a YouTube channel like everybody else is because I'm in so many different subcultures. Like, I mean, I used to uh, race motorcycles. I run a uh, martial arts gym. Um, I'm, you know, former military. I teach weapons combat. I teach self-defense stuff. And anytime I'm in any of those endeavors, I always felt like even though I was considered good or, you know, an expert at my craft, I always had like this kind of imposter syndrome where I was like, I don't deserve to be out here running my mouth to the whole world about this yet until I get a little bit more experience, you know? So when I finally got to the point where I can like articulate my own ideas from my own That hasn't stopped own, anybody you know, from being on YouTube. I can tell right, you right now. Right, I understand now. that. And, that and, and that's why, you know, there's so many of them and that's why I only follow like a couple of them, you know? But I wanted to get to the point where it like I wasn't just like uh, regurgitating somebody else's words from some channel or something like that. It was for my failures and my screw-ups and for my triumphs and I can talk about those, you know? And uh, I've been real um, transparent about, you know, screwing up about uh, bad incubators and failed clutches and cutting stuff too early and just kind of, you know, just messing up entire projects because I didn't want to listen to people. So um, the past couple, like year and a half, I just been sharing that experience with everybody. And um, hopefully they can know the right way to do things and learn from other people's experiences, not to fuck things up and actually have a grown business with this thing, you know, because now... With people coming in, like I know people on their first year buying twelve and fifteen thousand dollar animals, where my first clutch was a normal to a normal, you know. <laughs> so you know what I mean. You know what so well, and that's um, awesome to the show because we've talked before. People don't share the negatives enough in this hobby, especially when you get on something like YouTube. People are only filming the positives. Uh, so when you see somebody's YouTube presence, it seems like man, they've got all their shit together, but you're not seeing all the things that went wrong because they're not going to put that out there. I, I do think there's some things you should shut up about too. Like if, uh, like if you're if you're doing a business and you have a huge collection and one of your animals, you know, has an RI or does something or like kills a couple animals off, you shouldn't. Before you get all the info, you shouldn't be like, oh, everybody has Nido, they're all dying and shit. Like 
<laughs> there's also that extreme to that too. So, um, you know, people do it and, you know, that's their thing. But yeah, man, I just, I'm just sharing this stuff with the world and, uh, and then, and also on the other end for the business aspect, making it easier to sell animals, you know, because uh, before my stuff even gets to morph market, like by the time my YouTube channel airs within the first three days, whatever I'm selling is mostly gone. So uh, it was just a real good marketing tool. Well, and, and so I will preface, I definitely do shit on ball Python people all the time on this podcast, which is funny because oh, I, I have, I have I a watch, bunch of ball Python. Well, I have a whole bunch of ball Python people <laughs> friends. Like I, I really like Don't Corey. Don't you still own ball pythons? They're in the snake room. <laughs> I'm just saying, we have them in our house. I do, probably a hundred. Yeah, fuck them ish. <laughs> but I know, but like Corey, I tell you anything about them? I, I love Corey. Them. I love, I love Mary. And the reason I love, I like Antoine is because he can make fun of himself and he's good with it. Like, there's too many people that take themselves way too serious. But during the whole like the 15 minutes of fame thing and all that, Antoine was great about try, any try jokes. Again, 15 minutes of lame. There you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, but. uh I, I love that Antoine can make fun of himself and be cool with it because I cannot stand people that take themselves way too serious. Antoine, Feely says to quit shining your head before a show. <laughs> no, I didn't even say it. This, this actually stubby today. I almost put a hat on, but I was like, fuck it. I, I look like a, like a half-sucked milk duck. You right can't now. tell. You can't video tell. And shit, right? Put a fucking bowling buffer on it. <laughs> and, and for those that have never seen Antoine, he's a big motherfucker, so I make fun of him from hundreds of miles away. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier from from where I'm located. Oh, be, be way different if we were in person. <laughs> I, I, I give you a big hug. I might crack it back a little bit, but just so you know, I'm there. But you know, it's all it's love all it. love, man. Yeah, I, love I mean, it. like honestly, dude, you made the you made the campaign like fun because if you wasn't in there making memes and talking shit to everybody, I would have made that video about you and. <laughs> You know, it made a big thing about that. I'm, so, I'm not gonna funny. lie, my, my Jello, my Bill Cosby meme about him made me laugh when I did. Dude, there were so many people messaging me. Do you see the shit James just posted? Oh yeah. Uh, is he, I'm like, I promise you, the people that it's towards don't give a fuck. They well, think it's hilarious. And it's so funny because I mean, you guys obviously the James that everybody else knows versus the James that I see here at home on a regular basis. It real, they really are two di- different people. I mean, granted, I see the asshole that everybody else sees quite often as well. But Wait, what about my asshole? Like right uh, before the show started last week. Yeah, oh, that was rough. <laughs> Thanks, Robert, for bringing that back up again. Um, I, re- I reposted. I reposted the one where like I'm in front of like the old USSR. Flag oh my god! And then like he- all my all of my veteran friends got heated. They're like, they're like, you're a goddamn American. Oh my god! <laughs> I told Katie like this is so oh much funnier because of who Antoine is. Well, yeah. I. They were, Watching him laugh at himself and the stuff that he's been putting together over the last few weeks, hands down, has been my favorite thing of the whole part. Because he would just start laughing, and then he'd start like tech texting on his phone, and then he'd start laughing even more. And I'm like, all right, you got to be in the chat because I don't know what the hell's going on. But it was so because well, Katie'd be like, that seems really mean. I was like, no, uh, yeah. they'll laugh. It's fine. I'm a I'm a sissy when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm like, let's let's be kind and use our good words. And James is like, fuck it, and just goes. And I'm just like, uh. Oh. I wish you could, I wish you could hear this snake behind me shitting its brains out. In this <laughs> I thought it was like my duck thing going bad or something because uh, we had we had rain today in the desert for the first. This is like the the most rain we've had here in like five years. Jeez. And I thought it was a duck, and I hear, like, what the fuck is that? Rain, you start throwing yeah, snakes together when it starts raining? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> it's, it's it's so dry here. That's why I, I have to use PVC here in the desert, because um, 
if we have more than five percent humidity, it's it's moist out here. Moist. Moist. That's fucking word. <laughs> it's fucking moist out here. So yeah, we, we <laughs> Antoine's making it moist out oh here. It's a nasty word. So yeah, I, I do I have like why people like are upset with that word. <laughs> My wife, she hates it. She gets all cringy. It's I don't well, know. I'm, James and I were uh, I mean, on Thanksgiving. We were talking about how moist the turkey and was, and she was just we had her trapped in a corner too. She couldn't get out. Y'all are so mean. <laughs> well, full disclosure, most times when I say moist, I do look off to the side and lick my lips and shit. So maybe oh not. <laughs> pull, pull the so cool day. The situation like, disturbing. It's not the word; it's your actions. <laughs> I couldn't oh imagine God. having a collection in an area that dry. Like I've always lived in. Southeast, so humidity's never yeah. been an issue. We're like, we walked outside today for God, recess, and all my kids were like, "Can we go in? It's horrible." I'm like, "This is gross out here today, guys." I'm like, you got ten more minutes. Just go. The wet, the ground is wet. It hasn't rained. It's just the ground is wet. Everything so. is so was, gross. It was a lot of trial and error, but uh, I had to go with like the coconut substrate. Uh, I'm not gonna t- say which one I go with because neither one of them pay me. But what? <laughs> but it's the coconut one. And uh, yeah, that and the PVC together kind of keeps them cool, you know. And then um, I used to have an alligator snapping turtle in my old at the old place that it was like a big seventy gallon tank in the room that kept it even, you know, more humid. But uh, he committed suicide, so um, <laughs> he's no longer with us. Oh, yeah, he, he decided to climb. He decided to climb up the heated cord and oh, like fall out of the tank and split his and split his shell down the middle. So Ugh. I'm looking on my. I'm out of town looking on my surveillance camera and I'm like, man, poor guy, dude. He's like, oh. you know, so, but, That's rough. you know, well, rest, 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 rest in peace, Raphael, you know, my God. That hello with the lady <laughs> hands. I love that his oh, name was Raphael. <laughs> since, uh, since I think you, I'm the only one that called that. No, I got it. No, but since, since he won't say a uh, coconut brand, I do want to bring up our giveaway this month. Uh, our giveaway this month is, is sponsored by Rep to Chip. Uh, anybody out there looking for some great coconut bedding, you can win a, a coconut, a block of, uh, coconut bedding from Reference Tip. Just go to our Facebook page and comment on the uh, on the giveaways post. It, it, it's it's Reference it's Tip. <laughs> go shout out, shout out to JT. Good. I love it. Well, you are not a host on this show, so you could actually win a block. That's true. Oh, None nice. of us can That's win cool. it. <laughs> I got a picture yeah, of uh, Ryan Cox sent me a picture of the mandala that he won uh, oh, during yeah. October. I was very upset that it's not mine. Yeah, it's okay. He, he, he wanted he, he want what? A picture of Nelson Mandela? <laughs> yes, he got the Nelson Man- Mandela. <laughs> nice. uh, no, but that, that Venom Proof, or not Venom Proof, Venom Life uh, Mandela was awesome looking. <laughs> That's confusing. That's <laughs> my tongue there. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, God. Uh, hi, Darren. Uh, you're saying hi to people now in the chat? Yeah, pretty much. Hello, people in the chat. Yeah, I covered everybody. <laughs> Um, so when did, is this what you're doing full-time now? No, um, my full-time job, um, when I was in the Marines, I worked on, uh, the Harrier, that's the fighter jet that hovers. So I moved out here to California and I worked for um, the Navy department as a contractor for the same aircraft. And I've been doing that 22 years now. So that's my regular job. Um, that's what pays like the taxes and, and the child support and <laughs> stuff like that. But, <laughs> but um. But also I have uh, I run a mixed martial arts gym. Uh, I'm the head coach for that, and I manage a bunch of fighters. So between that, the gym, the social media, the YouTube stuff, and the so space, you get a lot of free time. Is what you're I saying? Do. Yeah, zero I mean, free time. So <laughs> that's much why I, free that's, time. That's why I barely made it to this thing, man. Uh, my the coach, the guy I had substituted the kids class was running late. 
trying to hang out there with these badass kids until he showed up. And I'm like, fuck, I got a podcast. <laughs> like, dude, I called you. I called you two days ago and said, hey, I need you here on time, bro, because I have something to do. I got you, bro. And then yeah, he showed up like 450. I'm like, damn, dude. So, but he made it, though, and we're here. And just a lot of stuff, man. It's just, um, I took it to good time management, though, man, and, and lots and lots of sleep. And, uh, Unfortunately, no drugs can't do that because I work for the government, but it would make things a lot cooler if I could just be blitzed out of my mind all the time. <laughs> you know? so, I'm a teacher, yeah. so I can't do that either. Because I figure the one time I do it, I'll get drug tested. So I work for myself. So I can do what the fuck I want. <laughs> if I want to fuck, I'm an asset to the government. So yeah. I gotta do yeah. stupid shit. If I want to snort coke off a hooker's butt, I can, and nobody can I fire can. me. So you know, God. <laughs> I could come to work after a fucking night at the bar and be hungover like crazy, but God forbid I smoke a blunt two weeks before and do a drug test and pop positive. Oh, right. no. It's crazy. Yeah, it's not man. You know, I've said it before on this show, in 12 years in police work, I never once went to a call where some dude said, I smoked a blunt and then beat my wife's ass. <laughs> Not one time, it was right? always I got drunk and beat my wife's ass. Uh-huh. I smoked a blunt and fell asleep in yeah. the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or I ate all the food. Possibly ate naked. <laughs> Oh, so, but as of last year, um, I actually started like really seeing that, um, you know, you know, I've been here for a long time and everybody's here in ballpark. Oh, there's no money in ball pipelines. You can't do this. You can't do that. I had eight clutches last year and broke $80,000 last year. So, um, there's definitely money in ball pipelines. And, and then, you know, that's what I decided. I can really like get to the point where I can do this full time and this is my main source of income. So. I gave myself a timeline to go full time with it, and that's um two years, uh, actually twenty five months from now. I'm gonna like stop my day job, and uh, all of my children will be out of out of the house. They'll all be adults by then, so I can actually like be irresponsible a little bit for once in my life. And so, so, funny. so, so if I do screw up, I don't have to have my kids going, "Daddy, I'm hungry," because the little fuckers will be out, they, they're gonna be on their own by then. So. Antoine's gonna be dangerous the day that he's no longer working for the government. Oh man, who you tell him, bro? <laughs> so, but, yeah, man. So I mean, that, that was just an eye opener for me, and um, so and then I took I think half of that half of those profits last year, and then invested this year, and like almost tripled my collection, and um, yeah, man, and I had like almost like two and a half times the amount of clutches I had last season, and then this season coming up, I'm probably gonna see about 60, 65 clutches. So, um, just, just, just grinding out, man. And now my son's here to help me. That makes my life a lot easier because he's my uh, shit cleaner now. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, all he wants to do is have all the, cause he has a YouTube channel too. And he plays video games like professionally. And whenever he told, when he told me that a couple of months back and it's like, I play games professionally, you know, I turned it to my dad and was like, Oh, you're an idiot and shit. Then Get I a real job, five, damn it. Then I, then I watched him win five grand in Call of Duty a couple of weeks ago, and I was just like, well, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I love it. You know, so, so yeah. He, that's where you're like, there's no money in ball pythons. There's no money in video games. Yeah. Oh, shit, there is. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so, he's, he helps me out a lot. He's my camera guy most of the time. Uh, cleans everything. He, he's not doing my editing now, too. So, um, I gotta, he has a little bit more work to do on that, but. Nice, but yeah, he's a he's, he's a good kid, man. That's he's awesome. uh, well adjusted. He James, needs a, he needs. A, go ahead. Go ahead. I say he needs a little bit more hustle in his body because he moves like a fucking snail. That's but all fucking kids. Yeah. We'll get to- <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, I, my daughter is the slowest moving human. 
I'm gonna buy a cattle. She's only ten, and so I'm hoping well, it would get better with time. But I think it's just gonna get worse. No, I teach teenagers. It yeah. Eventually, she's just gonna be moving backwards. So, James coached video games for a while, an esports team. Yeah, they were bad at it. It was the first year. They were they weren't winning five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> they were bad. Oh, Although I've also realized I've reached an age where I I can't play video. Well, I don't know the new video games. Like college, I could do pretty well. But now, if you were to put me in front of it, I'd probably look like an idiot. Yeah. How old are you, James? Thirty six. Yikes! What? <laughs> I thought you were going to say like sixty four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you how old you were, and I was just like, oh, be, I don't want to do that I'll on be, the podcast. I'll be 40 March 21st, the weekend at Tenley. That's my birthday weekend. <laughs> Not all of us are built like you, Anton. So I turned out. 42 God. seven days before that. God damn. You are. Oh, really nice. Huh? Are you going to Tenley or no? no. Not in March. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that's I, gonna be my um. That's gonna be my big. Uh, that's gonna be the end of my new fucking diet and fasting program where I want to kill everybody because I just cold turkey, stop eating animal products and drinking soda, which is my biggest vice. Why? So, why do you hate yourself? Well, no, just because like with the with the heart attack I had back in May, which we'll get in that in, in a second. Um, I just like you know what? I just need an aggressive like weight loss program, even though it had nothing to do with like my health because everything else was fine across the board. Except for getting the vaccine, but that's a whole new fight for another day. But um, I was like, you know what? Let me just lose some weight and see what happens, and just try to switch up my meal some. And uh, I want to lose like sixty pounds total, I think, my uh, tenly weekend. So, but then I got an Airbnb, gonna cook like some briskets and shit and some fucking steaks. See, <laughs> so, Antoine's the reason so, I don't need to diet. Antoine's so, built like a brick yeah. shit house, and he had a heart attack. <laughs> I'm not gonna get healthy. Fuck that. I'm fat and haven't had a heart attack. I'm gonna say fat. That's no, science I'm pretty right there. sure you have a tapeworm, and that's why you've lost all you the weight. You also didn't you have. get the vaccine, right, Antoine? Yeah, I did get the, I did no, get the yeah, vaccine. Yeah, no, I know you did. I'm yeah, saying James yeah, didn't. Oh, James sure. didn't. Yeah, so yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so everybody from my Patreon uh, that weekend, we're gonna do a big party and then like just throw some dead animals all over the place and fucking bite the heads off. Just like eat slabs of oh, bacon. So Chris I'm, Eaton I'm will not be there. <laughs> <laughs> If it doesn't come from the store, he's not in for it. Oh my <laughs> word! Hey, Chris Eaton's meat has to have a barcode on it. That's right. No man, we dude, we have to, we have to take Chris hunting. We got to take. Yes, him. I, I'm we, trying we to like take him meat. shoot some pigs here when he comes. Oh man, for real. <laughs> so funny. Let me know. I, I'll uh, I'll mail my rifle there and we'll get it. <laughs> so, are you coming to Arlington? Yep, I will be there. Um. We were trying to hook up another uh, charity fight uh, that weekend. There were two guys. More uh, of a charity cuddle, but, you know. Who, well, who, well, who absolutely hate each other uh, that wanted to do it, but um, I haven't heard back from them yet. And I remember posting on Facebook, this 100% will not happen because someone's going to puss out. So um, one of the, one of my old students actually runs a boxing gym in, uh, in that area. So uh, he said we can use his ring if we wanted to in the gym. So. I, hopefully, I'll know something about that this weekend. We can push through it. But if not, it'll just be, you know, me hanging out with everybody and kissing babies and shaking hands and shit like normal. So Love it. <laughs> I think we're coming to Arlington. I think the there's plans oh, for possibly having a, a booth. What weekend we'll, is that? I don't know. Next, uh, next February something. I think it's February, like 11th and 12th. February 11th. Yeah, 11th yeah. and 12th. Yeah. Yes, I'll be, in, I'll be in that. 
I'll be in that Thursday so I can sneak in Friday morning uh, to see what all the vendors are bringing and snatch up my shit early and <laughs> and just <laughs> bring a big box to Earl's house and say, hey, man, send these shits to me in a week. I love it. <laughs> um, so I do want to so kind of got hit on earlier. Uh, the question we asked this week that you, you came up with was, at what point monetarily or inventory size did you decide to take your hobby into a business? If you could go back, what changes, if any, would you make? And I didn't get a lot of answers, but I think that's a lot of our listeners uh, don't have it as a business. more of a hobby. Uh, Max Hicks did say uh, he lived in a shopping center for two years to cut overhead, and he was able to make it grow, but he would have gone more quality than quantity if he could do it again, mm-hmm. uh, which is what you've done. You've, you started – you really have aimed at quality, which is really right. when people say there's no money in ball pythons, there's no money in buying cheap ass ball pythons. This isn't yeah. 2006 and you can't just buy whatever's available because there's only a few yeah. different morphs and make a ton of money. This yeah, you have to, you have to spend that money, man. I mean, and, I, and not just on the animals too, just quality equipment and just like advertising and stuff too. Like, uh, I sponsored a bunch of podcasts in the, like the past year. Uh, just to kind of get my, you know, my name out there and just showing up to things, just show up to shows and just putting in that legwork, man, and just traveling and, you know what I mean? Just let people know that you're part of the community. So even if, even the stuff that you don't put yourself out there with, like the charity stuff that I really don't kind of talk about as often, other people know I'm involved in it too. And they kind of appreciate that. So it's just a matter of just staying busy and putting in the work, man. And it's fucking hard. Like people think you just put two snakes together. Oh, I put two snakes in here, and now I got fucking ten thousand dollars. And <laughs> who you gonna sell those ten thousand dollars snakes to? Not to me. I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm not sitting in ten grand. Everybody sees yeah. Justin and goes, "I could do that," and I'm like, mm, yeah, "No, you can't." Yeah, there's, there's no way, man. That's why, like, when you see when you go online and see like uh, certain projects prices get slashed. Because somebody jumped into the project and they can't get their stuff off. Now all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, half off!" I'm like, "Dude, I'm selling, I'm selling new shits for six thousand dollars, and you got them alive for twenty five hundred. You know what? I'm just gonna buy these." <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask you. It's crazy. What this question on here? Oh, go ahead. So Derek's reptiles said to ask you what the biz- what your business motto is for high desert ball pythons. Oh yeah, uh, I talked to that. I talked to him about that a while back. So you know, everybody has these crazy taglines, and it'd be like blah 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 reptile. We family and quality and shit. So I kind of fell into mine because uh, I was in a video with Miguel when I bought those pair of double head sunset puzzles, and I was like, well, to me, scared money don't make money, and apparently that stuck to me as my mantra, yep. even though that's not you know. So um, and I actually took that line from House Party too. Yep. So. If that- <laughs> So, so it wasn't so fucking philosophical thing. I remember, you know, so I remember hearing that a long time ago. I mean, and, the, and it always holds true, man. So like, you gotta you gotta put yourself out there and make those risks. But when you do that, though, you're betting on yourself, and I bet on myself every time. That's kind of what you've done, Robert. Yeah, with your business, sure. And you've, and in, a, in a year, you've gone very far from where you were. Year, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not cutting figure- PVC in your. Garage. Of last February, we were building racks in my kitchen. Yeah, nice. And now we have three thousand square feet and a CNC machine and twelve hundred sheets of PVC right now. So yeah, I, I get it. I actually say that all the time. Scared money don't make money. Uh-huh. I say it all the time. Yeah. James has probably heard me say it. Yeah, because you got to be uh, you got to be willing to risk everything you got. And it, you know, people ask me what to do for a living. I tell them I gamble every fucking day. Yep. I gamble. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm asking myself, if I do this and this fails and I fall flat on my face, what can I do to get this money back or to make sure we can eat later? That's right. And as long as it's a notch above sucking penis on the corner, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my, I'm not going that far. But, our buddy Andy you know, Hine would say twenty bucks is twenty bucks. <laughs> a dollar is a dollar. Twenty bucks is dollars a dollar, and you know, I mean, oh my god. <laughs> Darren Watson said, "No money don't make money either." I feel you, Darren. Yeah, uh, sad, sadly, man. <clears throat> you know, I, I would love to have money to, to start making money, but I just would love money at this point. I have yet to win the lottery. Oh, I'm just asking Antoine how he likes enhanced. See, that's that's ball python questions. Did you finish reading do, our comments? Enhancer versus desert ghost. Oh, at least you oh, know what it means. I know what it means. Uh, oh, I didn't know what it means. I mean, I'm making enhanced desert ghost this year, so that tells you anything. <laughs> they're, it's a, they're compatible, so um, I'm actually making enhanced desert ghost clowns. So um, oh. it's like a it's like a nice midpoint between the two. So um, sometimes with Desert Ghost, you get better black contrast with different orbs. And then um, with Enhancer, you get more brighter yellows. But the Enhanced Desert Ghost kind of marries those two together, and it's the best of both worlds. So I figure, one, it's easier to do that because I got Enhancer stuff and DG stuff, and I have, I can put it together like that. So I don't have to spend more money on some shit I don't really need. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like them both. But um, to me, Enhancer – has the advantage because you can tell a single gene enhancer right out of the egg. Sometimes you can't with Desert Ghost. Sometimes you'll see Desert Ghost and you'll go, man, this is either an ugly <clears throat> fucking visual or a pretty head. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. so so enhancer wins on that. So it, did you go ball python route because of what you could do right now as far as the business side of it? If Or is there, is there a species you would have rather done if it was – in the same boat as being able to do what you can do with ball pythons right now. Well, I love boas, but I, I never got on the breed. Like uh, the closest I got was um, a female shitting on a bunch of infertile like oh. ovums or whatever you call them. Yeah, that's, that's always a horrible <laughs> so, feeling to walk in and find. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I've had I've had like 30, 40 breeder females at one time oh, too, geez. and it just yeah, and I could never get them to go, and it just it just was a complete failure. So. I was like, I don't have the touch. I don't have the whatever you need to do. <laughs> you know, I just was, you know, I was just thinking, you know, it's a lot better process. You're not gonna put them in the incubator and hope you got all that shit right. So then I was like, yeah, let's try the python thing. And and compared to a lot of other species, man, pythons are pretty easy to breed. Like, um, uh, uh, king snakes are pretty easy. Other colubrids. I started with uh with northern browns, like the little DK snakes. You oh, yeah. find in, like old lots of stuff too. I love those things. You put. You put them things in a mason jar, and then all of a sudden, they fucking just <laughs> you put them in the mason jar, and then a month later, you got fifty of them. I'm just like, you know, but you know, no one's checking, like no one's checking for those things, you know. So, um, I wish because they're a lot easier to feed. I just give them earthworms and slugs, you know. But yeah, but ball pythons, they just seem like a lot easier to breed, and uh, you know, I kind of fell in love with the little boring ass animals. <laughs> I just wonder if you've gotten any of the, you know, and it drives me nuts because people always talk about people just doing some of the stuff for the money. But at some point, like if you're doing a business, it is obviously for the money. Like it's that's not a, neg I don't think it's a negative thing yeah. when it's done properly. And I'm wondering, you kind of got into this and you've got kind of big yeah. quickly. If you've gotten mm -hmm. any any hate towards that for people that have tried, let's say tried, uh, but they've had pastels for 15 years and thought they were going to make millions off of that. 
I get I get hate for um for other aspects of it, like for um like the past year I did a bunch of like raffles and stuff like that for like incubators and rags and ultrasounds, and people were upset that I was making a profit off of it. And I was like, but you know, I spend like twenty five hours a week dealing with you asshole people who fucking sends PayPal friends and family or whatever or my, uh, goods and services, and then you don't win. And then you request a refund on your fucking. <laughs> I'm getting a notice from PayPal that you want your money back, and I'm doing a dispute for things like that. It's just a hassle, man. And to me, my time is valuable. So if I'm putting up something like that for somebody, yeah, of course I'm gonna make fucking money off of it. Yeah. But the guy that won just bought a fucking just got a three thousand dollar rack for fifty bucks. You know, somebody just got a fucking brand new ultrasound, a three thousand dollar ultrasound for twenty five dollars. You know, you gotta think of it on, on that aspect too. And what I realized is the people who had the, had the most to say about uh, people making money off of the raffles and shit, those are the people who don't have the platform to do it themselves. Yep. And they're and they're they're upset that they can't. And I, that's what it comes down to, you know. I've so, never understood people getting pissed off because yeah. you want to put up with the headache of holding a raffle and you yeah, want to make a somebody, few bucks off of it. I've never understood dumbasses like that yeah, getting some, pissed. Somebody somebody sent me a <laughs> screenshot of some fat fuck in Florida who was like talking shit about me or whatever. He was like, oh, I don't do raffles of any kind, and they should be ashamed of themselves. I was like, I, don't, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> right. If, if, that's the, if, if that's how you feel, okay. But Keep on scrolling. Go, it's totally okay. Yeah. You do not have to participate. Well, usually my schedule is always up, too. So I go, hey, man, I, I don't really like to fight over the internet. This is where I'll be all year. I'll be in Pomona, Arlington, Tenley, <laughs> Daytona. I'll be here on all these dates. So if you have something to say, we can talk about it face to face. And I have no problem. And I have no problem chopping it up either like a gentleman or dumping you on your fucking head. That's your choice. I was like, the you problem know? is then they see a picture of you and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm yeah, good. You know, you know, so I mean, you know, I mean, I can I can chop it up with somebody and, you know, and I can listen to what their little grievances is. I don't have to give a shit about it, but I mean, I'll give you an audience. You know, but it's just people worry about too much, too many things. And so, like, many, so many people hate when people make money. Yeah. Yep. As if that's, that's, if that's a horrible yeah. thing. We, we, because they're yeah. not the ones making money. Yes. It's someone else. Yeah. Man. It's just, like I tell so, people at my job whenever they're in my business, I go, you know why horses wear blinders? They go, why? To mind their fucking business and get to their goal. Yep. And that's it. That's why horses wear blinders. <laughs> right. So they're not worried. So they're not worried about the people that they're competing on on either side of them because that might discourage them when they're being behind. So if you look ahead at your goals and you figure out what you want to do, and then that's how you, you know, ha- make your business thrive. Stop worrying about the next man next to you. Like, who gives a shit? People go, oh, I don't see how, like, with the Patreon thing, that was the dude. They tried to kill me for that shit. I started a Patreon when um I was home after the heart attack or whatever, and people would literally message me and go, so uh, who do you think you are, Miguel or Justin or some shit? I go, uh, what do you mean? Uh, why do you deserve, why do you think people should have to pay you for your time? Well, I get about 500 messages every fucking day from people wanting me to identify their past the spider clutches, and I can't answer all of those people, and the people on my Patreon that pay $5 a month that means they probably care a little bit about their business and they want some help and I help them out. So those people who always complain about not getting stuff from me, they're the first people to get access to what I produce. And that's why I have a Patreon, you motherfucker. So, and it works, you know. So go ahead and ask Wilma Rose and Miguel all about my Patreon because they're in it too. So <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt that says, Say what's name drop. Be like a horse. 
put on your blinders. I gotta have fucking, something it, like it that. Put, it mind your fucking business. At the that can be, that can be what goes on the back. So when you're walking away, that's what people yeah, see. They read that and you just turn around and walk off. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh my god. That's so. Crazy. uh so we had someone in the chat say that the issue with raffles is that they're illegal in most places unless it is a nonprofit. So it's a fear of a negative impact on our hobby, which is already under attack. I don't see. I don't. I don't know. I don't see giving away a rack as a negative thing. I don't see where that can go negative. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a that sounds like a cop out. Whatever. I mean, I don't raffle off animals though. Like I will. Um, like I put some up for uh, like auction for like people when they've like you know their house is burned down yeah. or they're sick and out of work and things like that. I've never done a raffle because I couldn't, you know, to sell something for myself. But I have raffled off animals for like good causes and stuff, and a lot of stuff's going on right now. So I don't mind doing that because it's most people in the community anyway that's involved, and not just some some random person on the street buying a fucking, you know, an asphalt clown. You know. <laughs> you know? I feel like so, when you so do, kid. I feel like I feel like raffles and auctions. It, depending on what you've got up and what you're going for and the purpose that you're doing it for, yeah, I feel like it could go either way. It could it could mm-hmm. be something that is negative or it could be something yeah. that is positive. I mean, we've, as part of the Herps group, we've participated in raffles um, to raise money specifically for, you know, people who mm-hmm. have lost their collections like to fires JT's, or JT stuff burned down. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've done it. And then there, there have been other groups across that have participated in those things, but that's one of those things where it not, it's not all everybody in the general public that is involved. Right. It's people in our community and people in our area. And well, it's just, I mean, because the- I'm going to be honest, if I ever have to be on the other end, the other receiving end, and not someone who is contributing to the raffle or yeah. the auction. I'm yeah. going to feel better about getting it knowing that those people didn't just say, oh, here's X number of dollars. Instead, it's like, oh, look here. You know, I bought this snake for this much money, but yeah. the profits go into you. But, but I was also that person growing up that when my brother had to fundraise for baseball, I wasn't standing on the corner with a bucket and asking people for money. <laughs> I will stand on the corner and sell you donuts or I will stand on the corner and sell you something else, but I'm not going to just stand with a bucket and ask for money. Like you're going to get something when you give me something. And that's just kind of how I was raised. So, and, well, and the, and the thing is about those two, like those situations where people have accidents or they're down and out for whatever reason, like I know, and I'm sure you guys can speak for it too. Like, if you, as a man, that's some swallowing your pride shit when you got to come out and actually ask for help. You know, no, fuck being a, a man. I you, don't like to ask gotta, for help. When, no, ever. but like when you're, but like when you're the stereotypical like man mm. of the household and oh, you're yeah. the provider and things like that too, and your family's counting on you to actually have the courage to step out and actually ask the community for help when something happens, that takes a lot. So with me, when I see situations like that, I have no, because I know, especially when I, uh, I know someone on a personal level, I know how much it pains some people to see people donating for them because it's just, you know, like me, if I got in that situation, I'd be like, you know what, man, I, I felt like a failure because of this happened, but I know it was outside of my control, but I appreciate all of my friends and my peers helping out too. So, I mean, I never fucking stop to do that. So I think as long as you're a person who, yeah, I can do stuff. I do stuff for profit, of course, but I do just as much as not more for USR and for charity and stuff like that too. Yeah. So, I mean, most of the money goes out there. It comes. It goes back into the community regardless. 
Well, I'm like, I, I know that was tough. Someone like JT, that was really tough for him when they're like, yeah, JT, we're giving I you money. It. Shut the fuck up. Here's money. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was tough for him. Um, but it's, it's the, that's the part of the hobby that I like. It's that mm-hmm. we can come together when something bad like that happens. Right. And we can help each other out. And, and if you want to do a, a raffle to me, a raffle or an auction, if, if someone is getting something for less than what they would normally pay for it, then they should be happy. Like if you're off, if you're raffling off a rack and someone pays twenty five bucks for a ticket, enjoy that. Yeah. If you if you win, you got a rack for twenty five bucks. Right. The only ones that upset, upset is they spent twenty five bucks and didn't get a rack. And then get a rack. I mean, you don't go to the casino, put money in, and go. Oh shit, I didn't win. This casino thing is horrible. Like you knew you were going to lose money going in there. It's a fucking casino. So if it's a raffle, you got a chance. Yep. I did one. I did one for a PlayStation Four, and then uh, somebody commented. You can buy four PlayStations 4 with all this money. I said, I'll tell you what. If you can find me a, play, a PS4 right now for retail, I will buy it for you. You got 24 hours. Go. Could Never heard back from <laughs> <laughs> Get back from I was nervous, too. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, maybe he blocked me. Fuck. <laughs> so Jennifer said that she doesn't personally have an issue with any, you know, raffles or auctions or things like that. It was just the fact of the matter that it's not really enforced. And that's the feedback that she's heard on why some people are anti-raffle in the community. And I know that in other organizations, James is going to roll at me, but like when I was part of a quilt guild, we Jesus would Christ. shut up. We would kind of steer away from raffles because... I'm going to throw my oh, phone sorry. at your forehead. Quilts. Let's talk quilts. Shut up. I'm talking about raffles just in a different organization. But they were concerned for the same reasons that Jennifer stated. So, I mean, I could not necessarily the negative feedback in our community because it's old ladies and quilts. Like, there's you're not really going to get negative feedback. Yeah, they're I mean, going to forget are, about it. I mean, and there are, but, you know, there are people out there like raffle fraud is a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. It is definitely a real thing. Like, I steer away from the ones where people just like, oh, it ended. I have a winner. And here's the post. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just too much. Like, when you leave room for doubt, Yes. I really don't. I, like, I don't like participating in those. You know yeah. what I mean? Like do that. Do that bad boy live so everybody can see it. Yes. Don't do it on your phone. Put a screenshot and then post it twenty minutes later after like after your friend got got the win for you and now you can put it back up later. The same exact. Right. That's kind of that's kind of shitty. You know what I mean? So it's crazy uh, the amount of uh, what the internet is allowed for fraud. Uh, our friend Tracy's here post of the day. Tracy has a Kawadi. And they found out that someone taking her pictures off her personal Facebook of her Kawadi and were trying to sell that Kawadi for in like Tennessee. Yep. It's. Did he freeze up? Oh, no. Antoine froze. Did we lose him? Or maybe we. Uh, oh, oh, he's back. Oh, there, there he is. is. We lost you, you for got, a second. You missed, you missed the best shitty joke ever. <laughs> 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 and I don't know if the. If the did the viewers see? Did the viewers hear it or no? Or oh no! I don't think right I think time? I think it messed up on your end for this time. Okay, I said fun fact: I'm a black belt in karate. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> nah, that, that should have stayed away. That's, the, the internet cut out for a reason to help <laughs> save you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see myself out. <laughs> oh god! Fucking, <laughs> apparently they didn't hear it. Apparently, apparently now, some people so didn't they, hear they, it. They've now heard it twice. They've now had to suffer twice. <laughs> Fucking Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg said we're not letting that shit on the metaverse. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, people can't give you a refund for hearing that. I got to school it in the metaverse from Sean Bradley this weekend. 
thirty day ban from Streamyard and shit. Out of <laughs> <laughs> hey, I paid them fifty bucks a month, so they better fucking. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh, the animal fraud on online is just crazy. People selling things that aren't theirs, taking pictures that aren't theirs. We talked about that when it's we had to me. When we had Adeline Robinson on, and she talked about mm-hmm. art. A lot of people art will their art will try and get uh, sold as well. So it's just. Yep, I had someone take my pictures before I saw the watermark and everything. I remember that, yeah. We were at a show and someone pulled up and they were trying to sell your racks with mm-hmm. your pictures from your website. Yep, and I cussed that poor freaking kid in Las Vegas out <laughs> until he was like, sir, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Because they spoofed his phone number. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt bad for that kid. <laughs> my friend from uh, Echo Reptiles, he was dealing with a bunch of like fraudulent and fake pages for months at a time. And... uh some guy sends me a text message and he goes, Hey, yeah, I'm Pierre from Echo Reptiles. Like, um, I just had a uh, death in the family, so I'm selling a bunch of stuff off to um to help raise money for the funeral, which was fucked up because he literally just did have a death in the family. Oh. So damn. and but but with the scammer didn't realize that I was Facebook friends with him, but we never changed numbers, but I knew him on Facebook. So after some back and forth text, I decided to call a number back and nobody answered. So then uh, I called him through Facebook. It was like, uh, just, you know, shooting this shit, you know what I mean? Don't want to kind of ease into, hey, so how did somebody such and such die? So I went over like, yeah, man, uh, you trying to sell this puzzle female for $700? That's kind of low. He was like, I'm not selling no fucking puzzle female for $700. Oh, my <laughs> he's gosh. Like, is, he's like, what are you talking about? Because I was going to tell him, hey, man, like, I will lend you some money. If, <laughs> I don't want you to let this fucking three thousand dollar animal go for seven hundred bucks. Oh so I can tell him, look, man, look, look, no, we'll pile some money together on some roofs, and we'll, and we'll let me know how much you need. We'll help you out with the funeral. You know, don't sell these animals for this for dirt cheap. This is like crackhead prices, you know. And then he was like, he was like, I'm not selling the animals. I'm like, for real. Then so I was kind of talking to him about that, and then uh, I kept the guy on the hook for like a couple of days, and I actually had him come on Instagram live. And so he pops it on a live, right? And he's got this blacked out background, like he's fucking in the, uh, you know, those like witness protection videos. <laughs> the, voice, the voice changes. He's like, he's like, he's like, please, man, I'm just trying to get money for my family and shit like that. I'm like, well, in this community, we're in trouble. It's a whole we do we go about it a little bit differently when we need help. We don't fucking pretend to be somebody and sell them animals that don't exist and shit. We're like, oh, but but like. Five thousand dollars of animals. Just send me two hundred bucks right now to hold it for you, and then you know he changed his Google number. You never hear from him again. So it was, it was crazy, man. He actually came online, and then he pursued it more for another two or three weeks after that until he finally like fizzed away. Oh my word! Hmm. Jeez, it was nuts. Fucking uh, <laughs> I got scammed myself and Billy from Chasing Creation got scammed by the same person in California for the same snake. Damn. <laughs> So he got away with eight thousand dollars in animals and shit, and uh, Billy never got his stuff, man. And then the animal I picked up from him, uh, he was moving when I went to go to his house, and I came back home. He blocked me from everything. He moved to his new address, and that animal died like maybe a week and a half later. Fuck, that sucks. <laughs> so, so Casey Rowland, I know you're out there. <laughs> I'm going to find you, buddy. A, it's only a matter of time. In a dark alley one day. It's not going to be nice either. <laughs> uh, oh, one thing I wanted to talk about, I forgot to bring up last week, and I wanted to bring up this week, was uh, the change and then unchange on Morph Market. Because when we had the episode, oh, there was yeah. a change. And then after our episode, there was another change, and I forgot to bring it up. Uh, for anybody I that I got they some, ever I got actually some, I got changed some, it. 
I, I got some extra insight on that too. So once you guys talk, let them know. I guess what, what you're talking yeah. about, and then I'll add to it. Yeah. So so Morph Market was going going to or kind of pass a policy uh, that was going to. And if I if I get it wrong, let me know. But from the basis of what I saw, it was going to require the seller to cover the cost of a of a test for viruses, right? They're going to have to cover the cost. How was that set up? No, yeah, it, that no, it, well, it, it, well it's not, it wasn't going to require them. It was going to be some kind of notation as to whether or not the seller agreed to NIDO test their animals ahead of time. So there'd be like a precursor for that seller saying that, okay, this is a seller that agrees to do NIDO test before the sell, or this person does not agree to. So it was almost like a before you buy type thing. If you kind of went into the situation where you've had this problem before, you can kind of scroll through all the sellers on Morph Market and go, okay, I'm not dealing with this person, this person, this person, unless they do that. And apparently, my guy got some crazy threats from fucking breeders, man. Like, and the, uh, like the, the programmers and things like that. People threatening people's family and well being and shit over it. And I guess it was just like, I guess it's it supposed to start at the beginning of the next year. And then he just was like, fuck it. You know what I mean? We'll figure out something else so well and it wasn't um, from what i read it wasn't a mandatory thing it was if, if you yeah, didn't have right. if you didn't have your policy written then right. you you get their policy by default mm-hmm. but you could write your own and not that not be an issue right but i think it would be known that you elected not, not to, to do it though i think i think that was the issue that that people had a problem with well and there was a lot of so. people who said you know have my collection tested got two positives had it reconnect tested got all negatives had it retested Got yeah. a positive with a completely different snake, so there's still even some some mm-hmm. question as to the viability of the testing. Yeah, well, so the, it's just I I saw both sides. My thing is, I sell like a one hundred dollars sand boa. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to get it tested. <laughs> it's a one hundred like it's not a ten thousand dollar ball pipe. Like I I hate to put a value on like this or that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone is selling like $25 corn snakes, they're probably not going to get Nido test for the $25 corn snake. Right. The exactly. test is going to cost the same as a snake. They're still like 60 bucks, right? Like I did a, I, I did a couple like a year ago. I like did most of the collection, but I got like a good like bump price on everything. But uh, like 60 bucks a piece or somewhere around there. Yeah, something like that. And then it's, and there's only a couple of people doing them, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Fish Head does them. And then I think there's another one other one that does it. Um, But I don't know. I, th- I thought it was... Man, people got. I saw that the as soon as he posted that, man, people got upset quick. Yeah, was, man, like, it was fucking. It was, it was pandemonium. It looked well, like you, the old bush league farms back in the day. That's how crazy. If you think about it, though, it's it's very similar to. I mean, everything that we're dealing with COVID and should you get a vaccine? Should you not get a vaccine? Should you have to get tested to go here? Well, it's, it's should true, you not have to get tested to go there? And You kind of get blacklisted as a human. Like if you don't have a vaccine, you'll have some yeah. people that go, man, what's wrong with you? Why don't you get? And then it'd be the same way with the reptiles. They go, why don't you have them? And it could have been someone who has a great collection. And they just don't want to deal with the headache of having to go through that. And, yeah. and there are false positives and that would, could give you a whole new, you talked about, uh, Sometimes you don't put certain information out there with your collection because it could cause issues. A false positive or something like that could really cause issues long term. Oh, Even if you come yeah. back and go, look, it was false positive. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Once it's out there that yep. it said you had Nido, yeah, people oh, will be like, yeah. I'm you're done. I just had a conversation with an importer, and uh, he was telling me how he doesn't let people come to his facility. He's like, because inevitably, you know, I've got a thousand animals in there at a given time. Someone's going to mm-hmm. open a tub, and there's going to be a, some shit in a tub, or something might be dead because it just got imported. And next thing you know, it'll be all over the internet that I have dead, yep. shitty animals 
And, uh, <laughs> yeah, same thing with, you know, that it, it, word gets out, you know, I, I just had someone at a show telling me just all nonchalantly. Yeah. All my snakes, I got a boa. And then like a month later, all of my ball pythons got sick and died. <gasps> Holy shit. And I'm like, uh, bro, you probably shouldn't be fucking telling everybody that um, you need to hear, you know, gave them some advice. Oh no, I don't think that's what it was. I think. I think he just got sick. I'm like, it was like 150 no. pythons, dude. You need to burn that house to the fucking ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, well, and, and what's crazy is you end up getting the person who has like one snake set up in this. They've watched however many YouTube videos and they boop their snoots. And that person is going to go, <laughs> go tell a person who's been doing it for years, who has a huge setup so that they can do it that way, how wrong they are and how their animals are in horrible shape because they're in this or that. And I'm like, you're in two different worlds. Like, uh, like your they, importer, your importer is in a completely different world completely than the person world. that has their one hog nose that yeah. they give a name to and has a face as a yeah. Instagram page. You know, he knows that they're going to come in with issues. They're going to come in with, you know, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, this specific type of green tree Python, when I get them in from this locality, they always have mites. I know when I open the box, they're going to have mites and I have to treat them or these are going to have this certain parasite and I have to give them this. And I, you know, but he does it right. He's been doing it a long time and, yeah. and you know, he makes sure everything's healthy before it goes out. But yeah, that that's, the, I mean, I'm sure Antoine sees it in some of the ball yeah. Python groups. It's always the, yeah. well, I feed my one snake outside of the enclosure and that's how you should do <laughs> oh, it with man, your 150. Yeah. Well, I watch people talk about uh, mites all the time. And then people's like, if, if I hear anybody's ever had a mite, I would never ever buy anything from them ever. Stop I'm buying like, snakes. So so I think, I'm like, I, think I'm like, I finally could- figured it out. <laughs> the way the reptile community feels about mites is how a teacher feels about head lice in her classroom. <laughs> because I straight up got hives the other day just because it was brought to our attention that one of our siblings from a little kid's class could possibly have it. And I legit had hives within 30 minutes that's how Man, this is how you guys feel about this mm-hmm. there's there's, th- <laughs> there's three types of breeders when it comes to mites if you do, even have a decent size collection or been doing it for a while there's people who had have mites people who have had mites at one time and there's liars yeah. <laughs> that is a fact yes oh my god I- <laughs> You had them now, have them now, you had them before, or you're full of fucking shit. Yeah, like, so, it's like, so I talked about it on here. I only had mites once before, and that was when I had one snake, and I tried that to keep it in the dorms. dorm room the in dorms college. were fucking gross. <laughs> and so once I got a snake out of the dorm, never had mites again. And then 20 years later, I got them a couple months ago. And like it's it's one of those things, that, it's just because someone has mites does not mean their collection is dirty. Oh, does no. not mean their animals are not taken care of. Those, shit, your snake room is probably one of the cleanest rooms in this damn house. And, and, and we, I'm a fairly clean housewife, yeah. thank you. And we both take biosecurity very seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we quarantine, we everything, but they still got it in our yes, rooms. Yes, I still have shit in my closet downstairs because so, it's in quarantine. <laughs> so um, I'm going to help do some, uh, help some vending with a couple of breeders at the Pomona show. And what I think about this weekend is how, when you, the stuff you don't sell and bring back home, how do you quarantine those the same way as if you bought new snakes? You're like, what's the, what's the process behind doing that? Is this like big, extensive thing where everyone's getting sprayed down and you're like, when you was know, the last time you did that? And, been, and been, things like that. So in the past I should, but I didn't, but that was way before my, it's, say, been, it's a been a long been time a while since I've done since a show. sold anything yeah, at, a show. Had any at a show. Um, 
I definitely would like to in the future, but that's going to require uh, a secondary rack in a different area of the house. But it's definitely, I, I, it's not something I poo-poo at, at the fact that it shouldn't be done. Um, I know our buddy JT, he spray, uh, not our buddy JT, John, our John Grant, Grant uh, he sprays every animal back down with uh, spray when they come back to the uh, mm-hmm. shop or whatever mm-hmm. from after a show. Yeah, I know several vendors that do that. Yeah, they treat everything when it comes back. Um, which is probably something I am going to do. It's because he uses just the Nixon water solution um, and just sprays them down just to, in case. And uh, I probably am going to start doing that. Uh, do you guys do like a, a preventative thing like quarterly or do you like uh, like spray down your racks or your floors? Just kind of. I, I don't. Uh, but I've never. I haven't had them in 20 years. And it wasn't so this until is recently. the first time in 20 years that we've ever had to deal with this. And uh, it's definitely something like after getting rid of them, it's been. I've been very careful about what I'm doing when I'm going from like, even from downstairs where I have things in quarantine, uh, I knew normally would wash my hands, but now I'm very careful about like trying not to go and handle anything or up in the snake room. If I've dealt with stuff yep. in quarantine. Yeah. It's put yeah, us back on, on pairing snakes. Yeah. In the quarantine room, I don't use the same equipment. I don't use, <laughs> I don't wear the same clothes. Like the quarantine is the last thing I'm doing for the day when it comes to the reptile. So that way everything comes off, gets washed or, Talk or whatever like that, and yeah, man, it's in, it, it's crazy. I hear so many horror stories about you know people just going, oh, like I watch YouTube videos and people do an unboxing in their snake room, in their snake room, and they're like, oh, I got this from Miguel. I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude. I'm like nah, I, I, nah, fam, not doing that shit, man. Look, like, if Jesus, if Jesus sold me a ball python, Jesus the snake is going in quarantine. <laughs> Look, I've got two snakes in quarantine buddy. from friends right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we we are fairly certain ours came in on a Doomerals boa that we got from somebody who we know has a clean collection, but. Yeah, you know, just, and then doing as many shows as you do, it's so easy to pick oh, up yeah. a, a mic, yeah. and one mic can just fucking turn into yep. wreak havoc. Yep. And God damn, did you see the the thread on World of Ball Pythons where everybody was like, "Freeze your Repta chip because it has mites." Freeze your bo- all. I, I didn't realize how many people think they get mites from their bedding. Snake mites from bedding. Huh. So there can be bugs in the bedding, but sure. it's not the same ones that they're talking about. Sure, yeah. right. wood mites and, and, and other things. And, 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 and right, there's a specific mite for coconuts and stuff too. But that's not, but I don't want to see those either, and I kind of understand that. But I'm also not doing the whole thing. People are like, oh, I saw a mite. I threw some isopods in my fucking snake tail. Like, <laughs> isopods yeah. are gonna fucking eat your snake if you're not careful. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> dairy cows <laughs> is chewing on them. That's crazy, Bar- man. Bart just posted that he's got het venomoids hatching because they were bred to a venomoid cobra. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <Look at> Bart. <laughs> Someone's going to go, really? That can happen? Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus. Yeah. Um, it, like one girl, she was like, yeah, I had mites. And I took all the bedding out and I treated them. And then I put all the bedding back and I got mites again. And I did that for six months. And we're like, because you never got rid of the fucking mites. That's why you still have mites. It's not the bedding. Well, and if you've ever opened up a thing of reptile, it's dry as hell in there. And it's been on a ship. Like I was talking to JT. It's been on a ship for a long time. Yeah. Near no reptiles. You do not have reptile mites inside there on that ship crossing the ocean. No, because the shit sits on the ship forever now. Trust me. But but you probably bought that <laughs> thing of Reptichip at a show. It's not funny. And there was definitely mites somewhere in that show. It's just the odds. Yep. 
And people don't realize too, like um, when you get animals shipped in boxes like that, you know, someone's going to ship out. Someone, not stuff coming from you, but somewhere along the line, someone shipped out an animal with mites before, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when they're packing and moving things to that FedEx next day air and they're all hanging out in that shitty Indianapolis hub together. Fuck Indianapolis, dude. I hate that <laughs> so much. I, I sent down eight orders two weeks ago and like some left indie and some didn't. And I'm like, they had to be right next to each other. And they're like the same label and everything. So, but you know, but back to what I was saying, you can have you no know, different people stuff mixed in and you can get mics from two boxes from two different people sitting by each other as well, oh, yeah. you know? So it's just, it's, it's always crazy ways to do it, man. So just because someone's got this, what you think is an infallible collection and things like that, man, always just, even if it's just for like a month, like you'll be fine. Like if this animal that's coming in is integral to your breeding projects, but you need to have them right now to put with your female, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I don't, I'd, I'd like to buy babies in general. Um, mm-hmm. One, because I'm I'm cheap and adults are expensive. Uh, but two, I like the idea of I'm picking out an animal. I don't want to just settle for an animal that looks a certain way. Because if you're wanting a good looking adult, someone's probably not selling that adult. Yeah, yeah. If you're wanting one for what you really want, what you're going to end up getting is well, what, what someone didn't want is people getting out of a project and selling animals that are, you know, no longer or animals that are no longer producing the way they used to. Yeah. But Dude, I spent I spent two I spent two grand for some adult female clowns that I haven't gotten fucking eggs from <laughs> since I'm oh. like, hey man, this is year four. You better fucking this ultrasound is looking kind of blank right now, you know. So, but yep. Hey man, sometimes sometimes those good deals, man, are worth it. But I've got hey. a couple of females that we paid good money for as adults that haven't mm-hmm. done shit except yeah. build follicles and reabsorb. Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't like to talk about that here recently. This household, what? Because we're not. You guys gonna, or no? We're not going to get that investment back. Oh, oh yeah, we spent a thousand dollars to get a snake through surgery, and then uh, and then she just oh, fucking shit. died. Yeah, yeah. She grew a mass in a matter of like twenty four hours, and was gone. Like and then, it was and died like, in a week. Yeah, like before we could even do anything about it, it was too late. Yep. Yeah, I grew up on a farm, so I'm used oh, to yeah. you know, having animals that you spend all this time crazy. nurturing and taking care of. Just, oh, look, it's laying out in the fucking pasture dead. Yeah. Cool. Wonder what happened. Ran into a tree and broke its neck. <gasps> you know, I had a, a $10,000 horse when I was a kid. It was a rodeo horse, and our neighbor's stallion broke into the pasture and was chasing her around, and she ran into a fucking tree and broke her neck. Fuck. Oh, my God. Gone. And this was, you know... In the 90s, when $10,000 was worth more than what it is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At this moment in time, $10,000 might as well be a million for me. That's. Did you see the video where uh, they were trying to breed the horses and the mare kicked the, kicked the male in the face and killed, killed him? Basically? Oh, yes. No, I missed that one. Yeah. Holy it was just cow. so much. It was just. It was just so much wrong with the whole handling of the situation. And oh, yeah. She's it was... just like, she's just bucking and kicking and like cracks them clean and like stiffens them out, yep. puts them out. Fuck. That's oh. why you don't do live coverage that's why, much, especially with, with That's why you horses. get that woman that goes in and jacks off the mail for you. Yeah. And then... So if you watch Yellowstone last night, they made that in. Yeah, I did, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I just jacked off a horse. I almost put that on Dude, Facebook. I, I, started, <laughs> I, started I started Yellowstone like uh, like three weeks ago, and I'm caught up now. Yeah, so Rachel's like same way. She's almost <laughs> caught up. I, I Maybe we just that. need to get through the first episode. right now, man. We couldn't get Dude, through the first episode. I want to be 
I want to be a cowboy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> there, hey, there's that new that new yeah. movie that's coming out on Netflix. That's yeah. all about the black cowboys from the yeah. West. Oh, yeah, I watched um the one with Matt Love in it uh, recently too. Yeah, that was pretty good too. Yeah, but um. Yeah, man, I just, you could do. I'm, I'm, all, about, I'm I, all about that life, man. I, love city, it. I always find one of the weirdest <laughs> things. We've always lived in cities surrounded by rural areas, but for some reason, like when we lived in Alexandria, Louisiana, and I know it happens in other places. Down in like in the poor neighborhoods, you'll see black guys with horses, and I'm like, where the hell are they keeping the horses? It's not like they live in the, in the in their country. Yard. Oh, like where the hell are they keeping this horse at? In the yard. But you'll see like like uh, like three or four of them just riding down the road on a horse. I'm like, you're in the middle of the city. Yeah, but right yeah. here, like in Fresno, behind us is where a lot of those. Well, see, that's different. Like out here, but like we were in Alexandria, like they yeah. would ride them through okay. areas where like the there's no one's stores. having a horse. So yeah. I had the, this quick story. When I was a kid, I had this this mare that we bought. Same stallion broke into our pasture. He was an Arabian. He was <laughs> a fucking stallion. And bred he her. Be, he She's a quarter horse. <laughs> she was a very expensive quarter horse. Bred her. She ended up having a baby. You know, eleven months later. And uh, it was the meanest fucking horse I've ever dealt with. She was just the devil. <laughs> I bite you, kick you, uh, try to wipe you off on tree limbs. Looks like whatever. you're eating horse. So um, I broke my ribs on her. Had to almost get like they were talking about calling life flight because oh, I shit. Yeah, bad. So um, when my my grandfather was the only person that could ride her, well, when he passed away, my grandma would not let us sell her. She's like she lives here until I die. Aww. The day after my grandma died, I put her up for sale. <laughs> and and uh, this old this old black man, this old cowboy that I've known forever, Ooh, uh, Mr. Ernie from down here in Fresno, he said, I want to buy that horse. I like spirited horses. Spirited. Here you go. Oh, he, rides, he rides that horse in trail rides today. She's 30 years old now. He rides her oh, in trail sure. rides, says she's the best horse he's ever had. Oh, my gosh. But he's an old cowboy, and he my grandpa can handle her. Yeah. Mr. Ernie can handle her. If she senses any weakness in you or any hesitation, <laughs> you're she's done, done for. She's done. She's going to fuck you up. You're done the for. Darren said they have horses in Philly. Just imagine riding horses through Philly. Yeah. Like, not a, not a cop, but just someone. Right. right. It's crazy. Uh, fucking horses. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm looking at our time. Snakes are we're, expensive. we're doing great on time, but I do have something that I want to bring up, and oh, I'd love to get Antoine's. Okay. So I have been tasked with being in charge of the zoology club. This is important. I put my, my lesson plans you away. Close things up. Okay. I did. <laughs> so I'm going to be in charge of a zoology club for our elementary school. Okay. And our elementary school is pre-K through fifth with, grade. With that said, I want anybody out there listening, it is zoology, not zoology. I cannot stand people say zoology. No, um, every time my assistant principal emails me, it's Z-O-O-dash-ology and a smiley face. And I'm like, damn it, you're doing this just because I told you this was a pet peeve. But anyway, so it's pre-K through fifth grade. And I have been told that I can basically do whatever I want with whatever grades I want. I just have to have... It just can't be a blanket sign up because otherwise I'm going to get everybody. Like I have to have something that they have to do in order to sign up. I'm allowed to limit spots. She even suggested that I can say starting on this date at this time, the first 20 people that email me get in and they're there in the club. And I'm like, gee, because then she was like, you know, if they don't make the cutoff, they don't make the cutoff. And Fuck you, know, you little kid I hate it for them. I don't and care I'm if like, you like dolphins Whoa. or not. Shut up. So pre-K, you're looking at five years old, okay? That would terrify most people. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, fifth grade, you're looking at 10, 11-year-olds. So that's the age range that we're going with. 
So my question to listeners, and I'm going to put this on our Facebook page because I, I genuinely want people's opinion. If you were in my spot, how would you go about getting them to come in and be a part of the club? So something that we've thought of. I wouldn't. Something that we thought of was doing some type of a quiz that they have to go home and like research to find the answers for. You realize at that age, that means mom or dad's going to go home and Google this shit. You know what? If mom and dad really want them to participate in it, more power to them because it's going to get done. And it won't be the first thing that pops up on Google when you type the question in. Okay. Um, I thought about having like the little ones draw a picture or, you know, color a picture or do something like that. Cause five-year-olds obviously aren't going to write an essay, mm-hmm. um, but they could draw a picture and then tell me about the picture. Um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm open to all possible ideas and I figured our listeners are the best ones to, to participate. Have you met some of them? It's just a big age range, you know, just, just, but just like the age range and trying to have like, you know, both all those age groups doing like the same task could be kind of, that's going to be kind of hard because, you know, a five-year-old wants to eat crayons or, or, (laughs) so do Marines. (laughs) I was about to say, or so, or so do I. I want to eat crayons with the five-year-old. Oh my gosh. And then like, you know, and the fifth graders are going to be playing on their phone the whole time, worried about with Ashley's doing on Instagram and shit or who Snapchat is popping this week and things like that. So See, this fucking the other clubs, I'm only the third person to do a club at our school. The other club is student council, which is going to be fourth and fifth grade only. Boring. And then the next one is going to be a coding club. So they're going to like learn how to do things with robots. And I'm fairly certain that that's only going to be open to fifth grade. So there's not really anything geared towards the younger kids. And there was a part of me that was like, just do kindergarten through third grade and just do like the littles and then make my daughter who's in fifth grade help me with everything. <laughs> I mean, or you could, I mean, or you could just like get with the teachers and then see um, what particular students from those grades have an interest in animals, you know, and then mm-hmm. kind of, and then, you know, and then help them grow that. So if there's some kid that's always drawing like horses and freaking giraffes and yeah. stuff like that. Usually those kids stand out. I was that kid in school all the time who like always asked the teacher if we can have hamsters because I couldn't have them at home because my mom said, how are you going to grab those rats without tails? And then, uh, <laughs> like, you know, there's always stuff like that. So like my fifth grade teacher, Miss Rice, like we had leopard frogs, we had hamsters, we had whatever snake we could buy at the time. She was kind of like, let me fill a class of all the animals I wanted. And Did she teach science? What, uh, it was it was elementary, so it was like a general education. So, so she oh she taught everything. Yeah. Okay, yep, everything. Because yep. I teach so. English, and and, and I and I have lots of animals in my room, <laughs> and I teach English. So yeah. Well, Hella Heatmorph said it might be better to break it down into groups for different ages. Yeah. And we said that, but the problem was then that was more work on you. And right. Katie is big on putting way too much work and on herself. Both my assistant principal, <laughs> who I freaking love, uh, she's. Fabulous. And I'm so glad that my daughter and her daughter are such good friends. Um, but both her and James, like simultaneously on Saturday, were like, but that's too much on you. So it was it's funny how well Katie they totally would have said, me. sure, I'll do that. And yep. then been up there every night of the week yep. with different groups. Yeah. I mean, or just take a survey and see which age group has the bigger interest and then go with that group, you know. So you can also do that. And she also recommended like doing the older grades in the spring 
And then in the fall next year, doing the younger grades and like rotating so it that, up that way. That would work because then those younger grades move up mm-hmm. into the older grades the next year. Yeah. So that could work. It might be better to do the older grades in the fall, though, not in the spring That's when they're testing. Doing the older grades now. Yeah. And do younger grades in the spring. In the spring. And when they, next year, when they come back to that school, they're older. So some of those kids will be in Depending the Depending on which grade they're in, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also, you, you could, you, you could do it third through, or second through fifth or whatever. And those younger ones, you could just do like one week out of a month and do an event for them and have your older kids help them. Ooh, that's a good idea too. And maybe not have them in the club, but have them do stuff so that throughout the year they're doing stuff. So when they do finally get old enough in a couple of years, they can join the club. Like they would have, instead of it being an after school club where they stay, I would just put things together for them to for, take yeah, for, home yeah. to do with their family. That's a really great idea. You're welcome. That could work. Glad I could help. <laughs> um, oh, right. So it's, I just heard word, words, words, and a bunch of numbers. <laughs> so we'll, so you, you'll put a post up there. And I will. I'm going to put a post on Facebook. Um, I right, so I want to hit a few things. I watched. I watched a lot of YouTube lately. I, I didn't listen to a lot of. Uh, I, you don't watch, but I didn't uh, listen to a lot of podcasts. I watched a lot so of YouTube. I've been watching a YouTube channel of a guy who built a five acre pond on his property. Who is it? It's the whole process called Bama Bass. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. It's pretty freaking cool watching. He's him. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but and, I watched and demolition videos. Demolition. Like, do you watch Demolition Ranch? No, but like demolition. Oh, when they like break things down, blowing up buildings and shit. I don't know. James why. wants an excavator. I do. We passed like four yeah. on the way home Far- from work. To, on the way home from the store today, and Josephine goes, "Why do you need one of those?" And both of us responded to dig holes. And she said, "Well, what are you going to do when you dig a hole?" And I said, "He's going to fill it back up and then dig another hole." I mean, come on, Joe. This is how this I works. Could, I'm telling you, I could get an excavator and just put me in like five acres, and so- they're. Dig holes all day long. Bart was buying a skid steer today. Oh, really? And uh, I'm like, what fucking grown man doesn't want to own a skid steer, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to buy an excavator, too. Fuck. You know, because, yeah, because he's got some good shit coming. I just want to dig, dig holes. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I watched, uh, I got to finish watching it. I'm almost done. The Animals at Home podcast. But they had our buddy Ryan McVeigh on from VivTech. And I really enjoyed it because it was a chance for Ryan McVeigh to come out and show the proof that his light bulbs do what he says he does. Because there were some people when he came out with his light bulbs that kind of question that leds can't do uh what he's saying they can do and led bulbs yada 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 but he showed the actual proof that yes there is the proper uva and uvb and it is in an led bulb and it can last two to four years or more and um so that was a good one just to to basically watch him tell everybody shut the fuck up he's right and they're wrong nice because <laughs> because ryan if, if i'm gonna trust anybody about if the light bulb works i'm gonna trust ryan mcveigh uh, this one our buddy John Grant sent us. It was done Biden. It's a non reptile channel. It's called the Chapter, which are that chapter, which seems to be all like uh, uh, trials and stuff, like mm-hmm. uh, people on trial. And this one was actually a little uh, like twenty six minute thing on uh, Rennick on Rennick reptiles and and that whole trial. Which it would have been a really good video if that guy just wouldn't talk. Yeah, he was stupid. Uh, but the whole story, at least it does explain the story yeah. very well. And people, if you want to see what happened, um, it was the ending will upset you. The fact that she only got 16 years for what she did is fucked up. Cause yeah, you totally weirded our kid out when you got in the car today. Oh, he gets in the car this afternoon. And he's like, "Hey, if you ever want to divorce me, don't shoot me." Don't and shoot Joe me. is like, "What <laughs> is I happening watched, I in my life that. right now?" But uh, I'm like, I'm not going to divorce you. I'm just going to make your life miserable if I ever get to that point. 
She's gonna do seven of those years probably too, and that's gonna really suck. That's it's yeah. just fucking bullshit. Um, but it's it's an interesting video to watch if you want to know the whole story because it uh, mm. it sounds crazy and it sounds like it can't be real, but it totally was real, and it's a shame. Uh, because from everyone's account that, that dealt with Ben Rennick, he was a great person. Uh, no one really said anything negative about him, and and they, I mean they had a kid. The, the whole thing is just yeah. fucked up. It happens more often than you know. It's fucking crazy. It is, man. Well, and the whole like the yeah. whole the whole story behind it, where like the ex boyfriend she brought in to kill him was like, yeah, I don't think I can do that. And she was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And yeah. then she, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean that's just well, shows how what I didn't realize is. that was the second time she tried to kill him. But there, you know, that was the whole she reason. Poison them. She tried like to poison them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the whole reason she got a second degree murder is because. He was saying she killed him. She yeah, they couldn't prove he it. Killed him. They couldn't prove it. I'm just glad that they didn't go not Mistral. guilty. Or, or yeah, I mean, I'm glad they didn't do a not guilty. Saying we can't decide who did it. But yeah, that that whole situation. Like I said, if if anybody's in the reptile hobby for the last five years, you've heard it, and it's. But seeing that, well, it was just interesting listening to somebody who is not a reptile person putting that whole story yeah. out there. And it was also interesting to hear all the news clips kept calling him a, uh, a snake farmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> It's not really a term that we use, but okay. Yeah, I mean, technically, it's right, but it, it is kind of right, but it's weird to hear. Just fucking fit. I say it all the time that we're farmers. It just, it just feels, just, it feels, it feels dirtier being a snake farmer. Like it, it feels, it doesn't feel legal when you say it's a snake. I'm a snake farmer. Like I feel like that's a place full of mites, not a nice clean. <laughs> Facility. I'm just glad that like none of those dumbasses watched obviously didn't watch any crime show ever like CSI or yeah. fucking because it was just it's just so many people involved in this situation that can run their mouth and everyone in that situation could have sang like a bird just offering them some fucking meth and in a couple of beers. Yep. They'd have fucking all you had to do was sit them down, give them a little fucking crystal. If I could smoke that bitch up, and it would have sang like a bird, man. Yep, which just, basically that's is, like, yeah, yeah, I so mean, the ex, her, her, her new baby daddy. When she broke up with him, yeah. he came to the police. Hey, I got some shit to tell y'all. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then, and then the guy that, and then the ex all that took, all it took was a bad breakup. Yeah, well, and then I didn't know man, she had right, her yeah. her best friend slash employee. Had yeah, her phone and that girl's phone, and was while she was killing him, was having her text back and forth like like they were at the spa. And that chick, she got immunity to come in. And yeah, because she came in and said, "What yeah. happened?" And then she went. She was like, "Okay, well, can I get immunity from everything if I tell you everything I know?" Sure. Yeah. Okay, here we go, baby. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> what hey, kind of friend yeah. is that? That's a, that's a fucking horrible friend. friend, dude. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah. In all my years as a cop, everybody fucking snitches. Everybody, when you get them in the room, will fucking if they're stupid enough to go in the room and talk to the police, they're they gonna give it up. Well, then, like the so, if you watch that video, they they have court video, and you can watch the horrible fucking acting job of her crying oh, on the stands. Yes. Where you're like, this bitch is lying. Like you can just look at it and go, this bitch is lying. Yikes! And then they and then they try to and then she tried to push the narrative like, oh, well, he was abusive and he was this and he was that and everything. And then the, okay, I'm gonna get graphic real quick though. But then she gets to the story. Oh, he would like figure me while I'm sleeping. First of all. <laughs> no right. man that wakes up and goes, Oh, I'm horny. Let me touch some coochie real quick. <laughs> yeah. And then that's exactly. it. <laughs> Fuck out of here. When I first heard it, I was like, There's, there's no way to hell. 
Yeah. No one rolls over and goes, oh, man, my wife's looking real hot. <laughs> yeah. Over there drooling and fucking and sleeping. Drooling and snoring right now. Yeah. Like, oh, like let me it. pretend like I'm a 16-year-old again. Let me finger bang yeah. her real quick. Right. Yeah, like, 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 stop it, man. That was just, that was just terrible. That was a terrible attempt at pushing the whole abusive narrative and, oh, I've had yeah. enough for his abuse and things like that. Now, yeah. I don't know them personally. I don't know their personal life. You know, for all we know, there's some stuff that may have happened at one time, the whole time they were together, because people people have disagreements, people have fights. Sure. There was something, there, there's something going on. He, he probably called out her name one day. It was like, you're being a fucking bitch because this shitty massage parlor you got is eating away yeah. our fucking money yeah. and it's taking away from the snakes. It could have been some shit like that, you know, but we you shoot somebody eight times and then one of them execution style with the mm-hmm. barrel right to his head. Like, well, just, I mean, the, the a previous nuts, murder attempt through poisoning yeah. Like that right he there on top sick. of it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just. The yeah, whole... there's other ways to get out of a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. You could have just fucking left. It's cool. Right, right. It happened. Yeah, so. But now those poor kids have no parents at all. And, and she you know, fucking is... called the life insurance company the next day. Yeah, the next. Are you. Like, that's so crazy. Like, you know. <laughs> I'm learning all kinds of stuff watch tonight. Any fucking court TV He's or. A terrible criminal. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and the whole thing was she did it. She went back to her salon, her uh, spa, cleaned up, and then came home as when she was done with work, and that's when she called. Mm-hmm. And then later on, on trial, they're like, well, they find out, well, no, she was there originally. Like, well, that right there tells you she's a lying bitch. Well, and then, uh, you know, you can hear in the 911 call, she sounds like, oh, no, my husband's dead. I mean, it's not even like. And then she tried to blame the brother. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then yeah, the boyfriend so still had a- the gun. Yeah, that's that was the worst acting I've seen since. Um, so one of my one of my fighters, we had an MMA fight a couple years ago, right? And um, he's walking down to the cage, and we're the first ones to walk. And they didn't realize that this is a big casino too. So his opponent that's warming up, there's cameras all back there. So he's watching my guy on the television walk to the cage, and all of a sudden he stops what he's doing and goes, "I don't feel good." Uh. And then, like, like he gently places himself on the carpet so that he doesn't hurt himself. And then, like, as we're walking out, we got our fight pulled, like, there, which is, like, the worst time. At least get in the cage, tap right away so we can get our show and our win money, you know? So you don't get any money, right? That's... No, but the organization gave us our show, our win bonus, and paid our medical stuff, too. So, I mean, but that, that doesn't... My contract, it doesn't have to happen. Yeah. But they were nice enough that we went through so much to get that fight together that they hooked it up. But it was it was nuts, man. Like I'm watching this guy on camera literally go. This, I got the vapors. <laughs> yeah. uh, that just I don't like, know. I haven't, hell, I haven't thought of this story in years. When I was in uh, junior high, high school, there was a park over in League City, and every Tuesday night they would they'd bring eight or ten bulls out there, and for seven bucks you could go out there and ride a bull. And uh, that seems for seven like bucks, you can paralyze yourself. So a great fr- idea. You know, my friends and I, we used to go there and do it all the time. Oh my god! And uh, we had this kid that always, I want to go with y'all. I want to go with y'all. All right, man, come on. So he spent his seven bucks, and the first bully rode. He just fell immediately off. So next week, he's like, all right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do it again. He's hyping it up, hyping it up, and he went and got his ticket. And you have to have a little ticket to ride. And uh, I watched him go in the bathroom, and he comes out, and I see him like look around, like he didn't know anybody could see him, and he's like. Like he starts patting his pockets. I lost my ticket. I think I dropped it in the porta potty. <laughs> yeah, he fucking chickened out, and instead of saying he chickened out, he lost his ticket. I haven't thought about that story in years, but as soon as you said that about the dude just placing himself on the ground, oh my 
Sounds exactly. I don't even remember that kid's name. I want to. I want to try it one day, man. But I don't. It's, Fuck that. No, I'm good. It's not. It's not. It's not for big guys. Yeah. I mean, even like Antoine, he's not fat, but he's big. Yeah, he's he's top heavy. So you're top heavy. Yeah. That's why when you look at those guys that actually ride bulls, they're little motherfuckers. Oh, they're all little bitty guys. The yeah. belt buckle is half their weight. Little bitty guys that are fucking cock strong. Because I mean, you're basically holding. I mean, that's you're holding on. Fuck that shit. Yeah. I mean, I like the I like the perspective though. Like when you comparing yourself to a fucking bull, it's nothing mm-hmm. you can do at that point. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if he's gonna do what he wants to do, and if you don't hold on and you fall and he stomps you out, hey man, that that's it. Just exception fate at that point. But yeah. which one of them got, was it? Miguel that actually got hurt when they did it. Yeah, he cracked his ribs. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't even think the time on the bull registered on the clock. It just kind of like flailed off and fucking hit the ground. So that's yeah, all Heidi's fault. Isn't it? For, for, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure Heidi yeah, set that up. So. <laughs> they they said, man, we'd like to ride bulls. And Heidi was like, I got okay. you, Sam. All right, let's do it. <laughs> oh, she, she got the bull that had like a real, uh, a, the only one with a name and shit. And she's like, oh, you can ride. You can go ride Element OP over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. God. All right. Uh, our question of the week. We did our question of the week. Okay. What else? Oh, I watched. You're gonna talk about. YouTube. I was watching on my YouTube. Uh, another thing I watched, uh, Snake Discovery, just because I like Snake Discovery. That's another one mm-hmm. we talked about. A big change in the hobby. Twenty years ago, Snake Discovery would not have been a thing. Like the the general base of the hobby is not a group of guys watching Snake Discovery, whereas now there's so many kids in the hobby because of Emily. And uh, sure. is that the one where everybody kind of shows up at the shows with their onesies on and shit? Is that Snake Discovery? So that was that was Tinley. So that was just just this last Tinley. Okay. Um, and the whole reason was Emily lost a bet, and so the deal was she had to wear a onesie. Uh, and then uh, someone sent Ed a onesie, so she roped him into having to wear one. <laughs> and uh, and they gave away these little llama pins, llamas and onesie pins, to the first however many kids any people that came up to him. And uh, I, I thought the idea was, I mean, look, it, that is obviously not meant for us that, that was some marketing that was some that was some marketing fucking mastery right but, oh, <laughs> but the yeah. great thing about that for the people that did that is they mm-hmm. if that's the first time they're coming to tinley because again their crowd is mm-hmm. mostly younger people if that's the first time they're coming to tinley they already have a built-in group of people that they can talk to because there's gonna be right. other people there wearing onesies mm-hmm. and now you know okay that person is watching the same thing i'm watching and so now they're not like the first time i went to a show and i knew absolutely fucking nobody yep and I walked around talking to nobody. They had a built-in group already. And I've watched Ed and Emily. And that's one thing, just watching Ed and Emily. If you watch Snake Discovery, there's, mm-hmm. that's them. They're 100% that genuine and nice. And uh, and what they've done with their reptile zoo, I've got to go visit it. But that was the new video. They have their party room. They had a guy come in and paint a mural. And watching the video is worth just seeing the, the mural that he does on the wall. It's fucking amazing. It's like the swamp scene. And he goes and he's got several of their animals painted throughout the swamp scene that was a video they put out today i just thought that was really cool to see it and it's not this you know it's not a crappy mural it's this guy did like three days and it, it looks amazing but uh but yeah i just i, I give a shout out to ed and emily because those, those are they're great people and i again they're i say their stuff's not for me but i watch every video they put out they actually just put one out where they had a bull snake get loose out of their zoo it got out of one of the cages a full-grown albino bull snake and so they're actually having to take apart uh the framing around their cages because it got up in and so ed reaches inside this hole and all of a sudden he just screams and yanks it bull snake was sitting there bit him as soon as he reached his hand in yep i'll do that <laughs> i use them um whenever i have new people coming in like 
how to house certain animals or people who have tank setups, I always send them like snake discovery links. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, these guys will show you, you know, how they have their setup and how you can take care of your animal like that. So that was a real great resource for things like that. So people who like getting in just for like keeping in like the hobby aspect. So yeah, shout out to Snake Discovery, man, which they don't need, but fucking <laughs> They are killing it. But that yeah, is that's it, it's really nice. Because like we talked earlier, there are a ton of people on YouTube who have, who have had a ball python for a week and now have five videos already on YouTube. Mm. They have stickers, <laughs> they have a business name, all that stuff. Um, and there's tons of that. So it's nice to see someone like Emily out there putting out good information, high quality videos, entertaining stuff that people can really use. And, and, hope, and because they have so many views, the way the algorithm works, their stuff shows up before the shitty mm-hmm. ones. So yeah. you can always hope people are going to see their stuff first. But. Yeah, man. Just, I've, I've had the, the same time I started, there was like a ton of people, like a good dozen <clears> of people who all got in around the same time. And there's like five of us left from that. Like, because <laughs> people realize, man, this shit is it's hard work, bro. It takes a lot. And, you know, and when you, a lot of people who did get monetized like within that year and they realized that they were getting 86 cents a video. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I just spent $15,000 on. I got green screens and fucking expensive cameras and I hired this editor that lives in fucking the UK and I got 86 cents on this fucking like yeah people were just going going nuts about it man but um like out of that whole group I think me Precious and uh Shane Kelly maybe kind of like you know used our platform and kind of helped build it and still grinding it out though man so um there's always going to be you know the the contenders and the pretenders so Yep. You know, they and they and they show themselves real quick. Yeah, that's why I end up only watching like three or four people on YouTube just because there's so many out there, but it's hard to find ones that are worth watching or ones that don't piss me off half the time. Like that little kid yeah. in that likes to open all his shit up in his snake room. Uh, the one that takes in rescues the one that sells res- them. Yeah. Rescues yeah. and sells. Yeah. That kid. Oh shit. <laughs> but, okay, that is I, that's all the stuff I went through. I think I Yeah, because I wasn't going to talk. I do want to say if anybody wants to watch uh, Wiccan's Wicked Reptiles, he did one on uh, our tubs ethical, which he doesn't disagree with them. He did, if done correctly, they are. Uh, Go fuck what anyway. No, that, I know. That's a, that's a Canadian guy, right? Yeah. That's like a comedian, too. He's too, a comedian, you know? yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, We've I, had him on before. Like him. He's cool. Yeah. Um, he's he's, like he's not liked by many Canadians up there, though. <laughs> no, that's why he wants to move to Texas, yeah. I think. Yeah, because yeah. I've talked to other friends that are up there, and they're like, they fucking hate him. I'm like, I, <laughs> I, I like him. But uh, he does a whole thing on uh, some very simplistic keeping in racks, which in certain situations are great, such as someone who's breeding a ton of snakes. <laughs> Obviously, he's not going to set up four-foot cages for every ball python. I didn't like his uh, Burt Kreischer take, but yeah, uh, I didn't either. That, though, he seemed pretty cool. Yeah, you know, well, he says Burt's not funny. I'm like, well, f- Bert's a fucking well, world famous comedian. What are why, you? I tell you why. I tell you why I like Bert so much too. Because I use something he said on a podcast in my everyday life now. So he was saying that um, even if he does multiple shows on the same night, he puts the same energy in the show one as the show five. Right. Because there's always somebody in that crowd who's that's their first time experiencing him. Somebody brought their spouse along or someone they're dating to kind of see a show for the very first time. And he wanted to make sure that he has that great impression. They get that great impression every single time, and not getting some lackluster performance. Yep. So that's why whenever I so hearing that a couple of years ago, anytime I go to a reptile show or anytime I'm out in the public with somebody, 
that first, like, I don't even know half the time if I met this person or not because there's so many damn people, you know? So if I see you at a reptile show, like, I'm embrace you like your family. Like, if you're following, hey, I've been following your stuff. And if you go, yeah, 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 whatever, you know, I mean, no, man, give give people that audience and give people some time to talk to them. And if they're taking their time out to listen, to watching your shitty fucking videos, at least you can do is say hi and take a picture with them, you know? So, like, <laughs> this, that that small interaction means a lot to a lot of people, you know? I remember yes, being that young, impressionable kid. Dude, I remember, like, hearing, like, like, like coming up on Ball Pythons, man, Brian Marchek was the original YouTuber with Ball Pythons. He was my hero, you know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I want to, you know, have this empire like him one day. And then one day he, like, acknowledged me on something, and I was like, oh, shit, he knows who I am, you know what I mean? Just that little thing right there means a lot to some people, so... You know, um, just fucking do it, man. Just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it won't kill you to be nice to somebody. Yeah, that's right. At all, you know, or at least, you know, listen to them and shake hands with them, take a picture with them, fucking it'll make their day. And that person right there, you you had that one small experience with, might be that guy later on that spends a shit ton of money with you. You know right. what I mean? Just because they were waiting on somebody to give them the time of day. You know, there's a lot of people who I know they're like, well, I was trying to get a hold of such and such breeder and uh, I wanted to spend 50 grand with him, but he said he doesn't have time to talk to me. So I came over to this guy and he was more than happy to you know to talk to me before I even talked about money. He just, you know, he, he uh, answered my questions, had some advice for me. So I said, hey, this is what I'm going to do business with and I'm going to be happy with this guy, you know, for as long as possible. So those little small gestures go a long way, man. So my advice to people that's watching right now, those people in your DMs who Ask what you think is a stupid ass question. If you got time, answer the question, dude. You know, <laughs> be nice to people, man. And then, you know, sometimes you know, they'll blow up and they'll pay it forward. So don't be an asshole. Life James. lessons. I'm, but I'm really good at being an asshole. <laughs> you really are, though. <laughs> but I do answer You're people. my favorite. I do answer people in DMs as much as I make fun of people in public. I'll answer them in DMs. Uh, well, Robert learned, like, doing the whole rap thing, you've learned don't judge people sure. when they walk up. Because, I mean, Again, you talk about that person that walks up, wants to spend fifty thousand dollars, may look like they have five hundred dollars to their mm-hmm. to their name. I so I, I sold that guy one of the two racks I sold this weekend was to that guy we're talking you're talking about that I had a show that I completely didn't almost dismissed in hand because this dude looked <laughs> like he couldn't buy a fucking tub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he at that show he's like, I'll take all five of these and pay me cash. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I have a relative who actually like manages an oil rig mm-hmm. so he doesn't just work on it like he is one of like the head bosses in charge and he went onto a bmw lot with cash to buy a vehicle but he went in regular clothes that he would wear <laughs> on the rig and they treated him like trash mm-hmm. and he left that lot and went to some other little fancy sports car lot and they treated him better, and he bought a car there instead, and then drove back to the BMW lot to talk to the guy and be like, "Oh, look what you just lost out on." Yep. But oh yeah. Well, and and I know I've said this before. In this hobby, we're a very small group of people, which is I'm always amazed at how small because how many people like I'll hear on other podcasts or this or that, and like, oh wait, I know that person. Uh, but. Any of us that have a platform, and this is barely a platform, but any of us that have a platform, 
are not fucking special. Hey, we still have 10 people. We started with 10 and we still got 10. We're going but, strong. But we're not 13 at one point. We were at oh. 14. I'm just saying. Anybody's counting. But we're not. I'm, I'm going to make, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this a point to make this your most viewed episode. So. <laughs> I love it. But we're just, we're not just, fucking, the, we're just people. So. <laughs> when you go to shows and, the, and people treat Justin like he is this mega thing, in reality, he's just a person. Like, he's a person who's done amazing stuff for what he's done, but he's just a person. So I'm sure Antoine gets it as much as his face has been all over stuff now. And he's he's the only people that come to him and go, you're Antoine. And like, they want to talk to him. But in reality, he, and Antoine, he's just a person. Like, it's not. No, but it, yeah. it takes nothing yeah. to talk to that other person. And now you've made their day. Yeah. You know. And, that, and, and, it's, and it's like, well, you know how it feels on the other end, too. That's why, you know, that part of me, I'm always going to be humble when it comes to that. Because, like, I mean. You know, I might be the first person some kid one day looked on YouTube and saw with snakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. First of all, yuck. <laughs> but second of all, <laughs> find somebody else. Come on, like, kid. I know, right? <laughs> so, dude, I had a I had a dream the other night that South Park did a parody of me. What kind of narcissism am I? Hilarious. It was funny because it had a, like my hoodie and shit like that. It was like, hey, motherfuckers, want to see some snakes? <laughs> I'm like, Man. so so in my dream. So in my dream, I was like picking on myself and like fucking overdoing myself. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, but yeah, if I'm if yeah, it's just but you know you, you know you never know who you make that first impression with too, man. So fucking make some make somebody's day, man. That person make grow up and be the next like Brian or Justin too, you know. So yeah, it's I sent you that timestamp because that's totally going to be the uh, clip that I use in our little audio thing that I put on Instagram. Oh. I actually didn't know what the timestamp was. Oh. I was like, why are you texting hey, me? Like, come on. Hey, motherfuckers want to see some That should be your new business. That's your new business. Right that's the new tag. Oh, my God. That's what you need. You need oh, a shirt man. like that. It's just, it's you. It's your face, but like, dressed as like Samuel L. Jackson from like Pulp Fiction. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my anyway. Say what again? <laughs> I had something I was gonna say, but I can't. I totally can't remember now because all I can think is, "Hey, motherfuckers, I want to see some snakes." <laughs> God. But yeah, well, like we were at a show and a guy was that you sold something to had no idea, and as he was walking, he heard us talking and realized we were on yeah on a podcast. I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. Yeah, it's really fucking weird when people like recognize you for doing stuff. Yep. So. I tell you though, James, man, you do have you do have the voice for this thing, man. I mean, you got a face for radio, but you got the voice for this shit. So it's fucking. I know. Yeah, it's funny. So it's really funny because our daughter will be like, "Daddy's doing another podcast because he recorded uh, the new one the other night," and I was like, "Yeah." It's like I guess we're both gonna have to listen to it. She's like, "I love listening to him talk." I'm like. While she's ten, wait till she's. Well, that's always (laughs) been one of my favorite things. When I couldn't sleep. I would be like, hey, tell me right. about snake stuff. And I would just fall asleep listening That's to That's how boring talk. I am. <laughs> hey, James, do you, James, do you like to listen to your own voice? Or is that like across the board where everyone hates hearing themselves? Because I will never go back and watch this because I don't <laughs> like, even when I do my videos, I'm like cringing the whole time editing. I'm entirely too country. Voice, so. I don't know. Like, so when I hear my voice right now while I'm talking, it is much higher mm-hmm. in my head. Than it is when I hear it on a recording. It's very low when I hear it on a recording. It's, yes. it's, so it's always weird. So I feel like when I'm talking, I'm like, man, my voice sounds really high for a guy my size. And then I hear my recording, I'm like, oh no, it's a low voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind hearing myself, but I'm just like, I was there. I'm good. 
We used to do, when we both worked at the zoo, our videographer would always pull the two of us to do voiceovers for commercials or videos that she was using for promotions. She would pull him because it gave her a male voice that she could use because he would never fuss about it. And he would always just come in and do what he needed to do and leave. Um, other zookeepers would kind of be like, I don't have time for this. And he never fussed whenever we called him to the education building for stuff. Um, and I always then wanted I, to be like that. I worked I in education, like a, so I want to be like a strip club DJ and shit, and be like, "Hey, coming to the stage is Veronica. Make sure she pays for that new. Make sure she can pay for that broken trailer hitch." <laughs> She's got two kids and a third on the way. Yeah, Go ahead does, and get her some. Dollars sure. out there is like the fucking the strip club DJ and the weatherman is like the same person. You can move like this. Gosh. Back to you, Skip. Well, why do they always name Skip? She's got two and a third on the way, and if you catch that baby, you get a free, <laughs> free lap dance. The baby comes, the baby comes out the G string and grabs the dollars. I think this might be. I think this might be time to wrap it up. Oh. <laughs> this might be our ending point for the night, fellas. Oh, shit. oh god. I'm just. That's a horrible image. It's almost like that. Uh, that video of the stripper with the uh, the flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, some buddies of ours from Reptile Show showed us a video that I did not believe until I saw it. Oh God, that was God, that was interesting. It was a whole, whole different kind of light show. Shout out to Sadie, she's a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> not Sadie. Oh, she's trying to pay her way through college. She's going to be oh, a nurse. Oh, all right. So let's wrap this up, Antoine. If people want to get a whole, see, I tried to not talk about ball pythons, so Chris can talk about all the ball python shit. There you go. We talked about strippers, and at one point, doing blow off of assholes. So, <laughs> so, so if people want to get a hold of you, what are all the ways they can get a hold of you, Antoine? High desert pythons everywhere: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, if you want to text me and ask me some dumb questions, seven six zero nine seven seven six zero one one. Damn. I answer all of my. I'm super public with everything, and I'm the most. I'm the easiest person in the world to get a hold of. So if I'm ghosting you, it's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Pete doesn't answer you. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So um, I, I live with my phone in front of me. When I was waiting to get on, I was trying to find my phone, and I forgot I was using my phone. So, <laughs> but man, hey man. Oh, but I appreciate you guys having me on, man. I had a fucking blast. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I was nervous to get. I was nervous to do this thing, man, because I didn't know what to expect. Your like, hot mess express. Just, I'm like, I like. They used to go like. I'm like. I hope they fuck with me the whole time, and I'm glad you guys did. So. It was, <laughs> It was cool, man, because, like, I hate those, like, uh, yes, uh, I have approximately uh, 80 breeder females. Ah, oh, fuck that. <laughs> oh, like, that, dude, what's your, what's your most anticipated breeding this year? I'm like, if I got to tell somebody my most, and I tell someone this, this something different every time, I'll be like, yeah, uh, ultramel clown to this. And then start the naming shit you don't have. Shit, I start naming, oh like, oh, I got these fucking... Oh, I'm creating dragons this year, so like they really gonna breathe fire and everything. And, uh, <laughs> you should just be like, my, sold. My, Put hey, me on the list for that you shit. Know what? Like this, Antoine. When I was a cop one time, we had a train derailment in our town, so we had to shut the highway down on both ends, about a mile from the train derailment. And it got so fucking boring that like three in the morning, I got so tired of people pulling up asking me what happened. I started just making shit up. <laughs> like I told them, well, you know how those oak trees, I told this one lady, you know how those big oak trees hang over the highway down there? Well, bald eagles had a nest in there and one of the babies fell out. 
So being that it's the, you know, our national bird is federally protected. We can't move it. We just have to let nature run its course. It could take weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I told someone else that we had a verified chupacabra sighting. (laughs) (laughs) There's dead goats everywhere. Oh my God. Oh, well, if people want to get a hold of Robert, they can go to lsreptileracks.com. And they can pre-order that rack or order it because he may have it in stock at the moment. That's yep. True. Yep. Send me a message. Yeah. And if you need a rat rack, please get it so you can get rid of this rat rack. Hell yeah. yeah. I need half my warehouse back. <laughs> All right, James. People want to get a hold of us. What can they do? Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, it is simply underscore serpents on Instagram or simply serpents on Facebook. If you want to get a hold of the podcast, it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can email us at the Reptile Gumbo Podcast at gmail.com. Um, oh, Everybody listen out for the first episode of Snakes and the Fat Man in 2022. Antoine will be on there. Yeah. He doesn't deserve it, but he'll be on there. I mean, <laughs> Apparently, people are going to be at my house tomorrow to record for oh, Snakes for the, and the Fat for the Man. Christmas for the Christmas episode, episode yeah. Fun, fun, fun. So that'll fun. come out uh, towards Christmas. Listen I'll be on that, too. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, you guys, enjoy, you guys enjoy your holiday. Make sure you guys are safe. And Absolutely. And enjoy yourselves, man. Two and, and a half days. I can do it. Oh, Two and, and a half. Happy. It's just, it's just hard to get ready for Christmas when you turn to Santa. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's, just, <laughs> it's just not the same. I'm more excited about the new Spider-Man movie that I oh, have for Christmas. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Might have to go going, see that this weekend. I cannot I'm going, wait. I'm going, th- I'm going on Thursday, so the fuckers online don't spoil it for me. Shit, like, mm. oh, shit, the Hobgoblin. The I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go see the Venom movie? Yeah, I loved it, man. Oh. It got bad. It got bad reviews, but I enjoyed it. Man. I don't understand how it got bad reviews. That was an awesome movie. It, it, it was. It was fun, man. Well, I, you're. I, 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 I fuck with Woody Harrelson too. That's my guy. So yeah. Fuck, yes. You Your kid and I have plans this weekend because a friend of hers from Louisiana is coming over, and we're fuck going that. to a Nutcracker go performance. So you should go to the movie. I have a farmers market. Another market on Sunday and a Christmas party Saturday afternoon. So that sounds horrible. We might be able to go Sunday, sometime. There you go. We're going horrible. to see the Nutcracker at one in Katy on Sunday. But the weather's supposed to be shitty, so both of those events might get canceled. <sighs> I don't want to drive. Oh, to if Katie there's and anybody Katie. watching right now that's uh, that lives in the California Central Valley, I'm having a uh, five five nine fights this Friday. So hit me up ASAP, and uh, I get some free tickets. I don't know what that means, but good luck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, real quick, when are you going to move to Texas like everybody else? Um. It's looking more like Georgia than Texas. Ugh, Georgia. So, yeah. Ugh, don't. Yeah. They got like all sorts of laws over there. I Fuck found, that place. I found. I found so. I found some crazy properties out there that um, I'm not going to be able to pass up, man, for that price. You should so, go yeah, live like, next door to, to just Justin. Like, it's like I would be like in between Mabu and Justin, probably, and fucking you know somewhere along those lines. But not Atlanta. Like it's a uh, fuck that. No, as long as you like don't that. do corn snakes, you're okay. <laughs> That's like, you That's can't have it. any corn snakes. Yeah. yeah. You can't. And what? You can't can, have corn snakes where in, in Georgia. 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 That's crazy. They have yeah. really <laughs> fucked up animal laws. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. And it's Georgia. Don't go don't go to Atlanta. The whole place smells like piss. It's <laughs> like New Orleans. No, New Orleans smells like we'll piss see. and alcohol. There's a reason New Orleans smells like piss. Atlanta shouldn't. <laughs> Just smells like urine. <laughs> so, All right. Antoine, right. right. stick around. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Okay, cool. All yeah. right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we probably won't be back next week. We'll probably, let's take next week off. Yeah. We'll take it next week off. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to us. <laughs> and we'll see y'all in two weeks. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>